0: Fake, fake, fakety-fake.
1: Hi, I'm Jody. Hi, I'm gay. (laughs) Welcome to Imperial (laughs) News, where I spend my whole week listening to the far-right podcast Rebel News, and then engage in a ritualistic cleansing by shedding the terrifying information in the presence of my friend Caitlin. However, Caitlin is not here today, so I will be doing my shedding in front of Evelyn. Yeah, yeah, sorry. (laughs) This episode, we will be covering the week of September 30th. How are you, Evelyn? Are you ready? I mean, we covered the gay
2: part, but other than that, yeah, I'm actually pretty fucking great right now. Also terrible, but that's because of always being terrible. But anyway, I'm also doing great for a lot of different
1: reasons. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Maybe my, my baby's going to be on this one too. Yeah, Normally it sounds she cri- like it. <laughs> Normally she cries all the way in her room and you can't hear it, but she's uh-huh. crying right out of the bathtub. But that's okay. She's crying because we got to make some corrections. Uh, so last week... Uh, I made two errors that I noticed when I was uh, rechecking the thing. Fucking idiot. Well, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <It's> uh me. <laughs> So I said something about uh, polling. And I, I think what I said was that the Liberal Party has a 60% chance of winning a majority, according to Canada 338. And when I re-listened to it... Uh, through editing, I was like, that can't be right. And I I double-checked it and found out that, no, it was a 60% chance of winning the most seats. Uh. So it could be a minority or a majority. I think last week when I said that, it was a 45% chance of majority. But either way, I think it's dropped a little bit this week. Uh, So I just screwed that up. The other correction is that I called uh, the javelins that the Ukraine wanted from America. I said they were planes. They are, in fact, not planes, but anti-tank missiles. I don't know why I thought they were planes. (laughs) I really, I think I just pulled it out of the ether that that's what they must be. But apparently they're anti-tank missiles. So, uh, and I found that out by just listening to the news. And somebody said anti-tank missiles. And I was like, I said that wrong on the podcast. (laughs) So uh, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't think either correction really changed the substance of what we were saying, but uh, I feel like being open about being wrong is a sign of good faith, and I hope to continue that going forward. If you catch anything that I say that is wrong, please email us at imperial.fake.news at gmail.com, and we will correct them at the beginning of the show like I just did. One last thing before we get into it, I'd like to give a patron shout out to Tim. Tim is from Australia. He's super cool. And he donated to our show. So, uh, we love you, Tim. We do love you, Tim. Much love for Tim. Uh, <laughs> also, I, I want to say uh, thanks to the many people who have shared our content, uh, especially on Twitter. That's happened a lot. And I'm currently looking for work. And I know we don't nearly have enough viewers to start to do this full time. We average about 50 viewers per show. But if I could eventually do this full time, that would be awesome. If you like what we're doing, please spread the word. Share this on social media. Tell your friends. Maybe even write us a review on iTunes or any other podcast app. And if you can, uh, please donate. But if you can't, that's cool. There's many people who are broke like me, and that's just how it goes.
2: Yeah. Well, now that you've got me on the show, like, you're going to be fine. Don't
1: worry. You're my ticket to money.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: All right. Aren't, aren't you communists?
2: <laughs> Capitalists? <laughs> Fucking...
1: Uh, we can't live under capitalism but under capitalism we must No, i know that that, i hate that one that always comes up with people like how how dare you capital are you socialists make money on socialist podcasts and it's like right we exist in capitalism you have to do it yeah how else am i gonna survive here socialism
2: means literally just starving yourself as an ideological act like
1: yeah yeah all right (laughs) sure whatever (laughs) <laughs> remember I remember we had the the rally on campus, and someone was uh oh, no. walking in front of the, the kind di- of
2: absolutely <laughs> fucking like i'm I'm sorry, I'm interrupting, but like you know like the kind of incredibly stupid shit that people say when they think that they've got some kind of a burn against like a protest going on it's just like. You know, I, I, the worst part of it is how obviously oblivious they are to the fact that what they just said made no fucking sense. But anyway. Well,
1: it was one of one of the people walking with the young communists in front of the young communist banner was holding a Tim Hortons cup. And of course, some. Like, oh, my fucking God. Some, <laughs> some how Indian dare you Gazette buy coffee? Was like, yeah, was basically like, look at those communists drinking coffee Tim from Tim Hortons. again. You you're using so. an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways, enjoy our capitalist enterprise and we're going to go right into it with the Imperial Roundup.
0: Hello, my rebels. Hello, my rebels. I'm a good boy. I'm a weirdo.
1: On September 27th, this was a Friday of uh, the previous week. So we recorded late last week. We recorded on Monday instead of our our normal time on Friday because Caitlin went to a conference. And I thought that they would release the Friday episode before Monday, but apparently they didn't. (laughs) And so uh, we're catching up on that past Friday episode. And nothing special really happens on it. Most of the episode is actually Ezra just playing through a CBC marketplace clip. So most of his show is just a clip of uh, another show. And now we're clipping their show. It's this like clip inception. And <laughs> the premise about the show was about Can- uh, Canada selling plastics that we recycle to Malaysia where it's not always reused. And Ezra's main complaint with the story is that, yeah, that's bad what Malaysia is doing, but how come no reporter in Canada is pointing out how like recycling is corrupt in Canada? even
2: though they probably fucking are, but let's not let that get in the way of somebody fucking deflecting
1: over such shit. That right, matters. I mean, but part of it too is that, I mean, Ezra wants to paint the story as recycling bad. So he's oh, a climate yeah, denialist, doesn't believe that global warming is real, right. and thinks that recycling is just anti-petroleum nonsense. Uh like I mean,
2: most people <laughs> who are dead wrong about politics, right. there's about well, I mean, a 30% just... correct going on right there, because actually there are problems with the way that recycling is handled, but it's not that recycling itself is bad.
1: Right. I mean, and part of the the problem with recycling in Canada is that our, the, the government only legislates and regulates the sort of like first... Play or first handling of the recyclables. Right. So when they come and collect your, your blue bins on the side of the street, it then goes to like the government run like recycling plants and they then sell the stuff to recyclers, private recyclers who then recycle the material. And so some of those uh, second hand recyclers are people in Malaysia. But the thing is, what they often do, like the issue that's going on in Malaysia, is they'll buy. Bulk plastic from us, hoping to reuse it or turn it into pellets and then resell it. But the market fluctuates. Right. So, so it's like a gamble, right? So you take in a bunch mm-hmm. of plastic and then maybe you accidentally bought too much and then it's not worth it to recycle it. So then they just dump it in Malaysia. Right. 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 Uh, Because dependency theory is right anyway. (laughs) But so so the point is, is that the problem isn't recycling, but how we regulate or legislate what we deal with the plastics that we do have. No, no.
2: there, There are bureaucratic issues going on. It's not that recycling itself is bad. It's that it's not handled properly. No. And it's not handled properly at all. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. again. I mean, everyone who's dead, like I I live by the idea that like anytime someone is dead fucking wrong about something, there's a nugget of truth in there somewhere. It's about 30% right and then it left. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's important to find that 30%. I mean, that actually is kind of often what happens on the show. It's like Ezra, right. Ezra is like on the cusp of being right or yeah. in, in the vicinity of right, but then just takes it uh to yeah. a whole different level. But <laughs> Good observation, seven year old level analysis. <laughs> he is he's quite well we're gonna find out how childish he is in the the future bit but uh they end the episode covering the Extinction Rebellion event in in particular they covered one in Alberta Uh and you weren't here last week but they spent a lot of time uh really focusing in on the fact that Greta Thunberg is uh, uh has Asperger's I mean they just flat out just go out and say she has mental illness and sort of like say that over and over again as if it's gonna make a point but then i'm going to play you a clip so they they sort of get into just stupidity so <laughs> there's no better way to All set right. up this clip so here's here's ezra i am not going to slam the table. Being stupid
0: Ian great to see you i have to note you're wearing a winter hat i understand there was some snowfall in calgary um Part of me thinks it's working. St. Greta has worked a miracle and ended global warming. What does it take to make you a believer? I mean, I I think I'm full on the climate change train. I mean, Greta has saved Canada. <laughs> it's snowing in September here in Calgary. <laughs>
2: I mean, the first thing that strikes me about that video is that that, sorry, that audio is the way that it like really seems as if they're rubbing their two brain cells together real fucking hard to come up with that really ham-handed sarcasm they're trying to get at right there. Like that
1: is so witless. This shouldn't need pointing out. This should be obvious to anyone, but they're obviously confusing local weather events with global climate, which is not the same fucking thing. Uh, It's a typical thing that a lot of climate denialists do. But again, it's them being petty about it and bringing, oh, Greta Thunberg must be like clairvoyant or she's yeah. she's somehow conjured it and made the global warming stop because it's snowing in September. Meanwhile, like it's uh, Calgary, I think, with this thing's happening. And Calgary's fucking far north and cold. <laughs> like, Snow in right. September isn't completely out of the ordinary, you know?
2: Oh, my God. I mean, that that happens a lot with the like the kind of. Ditch it take on like things to do with global warming you know the whole thing where you'll see periodic situations where there's a study that finds that like one specific polar ice cap is in fact growing while the rest of them fucking yeah. die like you know that isn't actually a good point but because they can isolate it and totally rip it away from any kind of context they think
1: it's a fucking slam dunk and it's the same thing with uh one of the guests that they had on the show that we covered in a previous episode named Mark Morano. He worked for Senator Inhofe and I don't know if you remember this but Senator Inhofe was the one who brought a snowball into to congress and was like basically like look a snowball therefore glo- <laughs> global warming guys
2: <laughs> this is is this your global warming it's snow yeah. huh uh,
1: is that it's So they're they're global? in a they're a part of a long lineage of these kinds right. of uh, idiots but Yeah. What are you going to do? Do this podcast. I yep. guess <laughs> for being stupid. Yeah. So on September 30th, which is now the the Monday, Ezra begins the show by talking about the the PPC rally in Hamilton, and that was uh, with Dave Rubin was there as well, and they played a clip of activists blocking this old couple that are trying to get into the event. All and right. The thing that really annoys me about this, it it kind of like went viral online, yeah. and. I get the optics of it looking kind of bad, but at the same time, old people can be racist as shit. Right. And like, I have no problem And even if with- it
2: is a something where like, you know, it's just like a completely misguided chew out, it's like still this, this situation where they're completely over-dramatizing- one fucking dumbass loose cannon who decided to go out there and harass some old people you know and also on top of that not to say that this is what's going on but it is known to happen that sometimes you do see like shit where people like go around putting up posters saying I ah, join Antifa. Uh, because white people are evil and men need to be castrated or some shit like that. And it's like, it's not un. Did you tell her- me
1: white people are not evil.
2: <laughs> well, I think pretty much this podcast. So, so is there's a, a lot to that. But like, you know, like not let's not get like super fucking Catholic over this whole thing. Like what I'm trying to get at is that like, you know, sometimes people do do operations where they pretend to do be in some kind of antifa. nutcase in terms of the ways that they think about it and just sort of go around doing stupid shit to make like these kinds of movements look bad and i mean it's like again it's not as if like an antifa like organization or um event or whatever is going to be completely free of attention-seeking adventurous assholes yeah but like it's it's a really worthless way of kind of trying to base an entire like movement and tactic uh when people
1: like do that it's it's opportunism but, uh, yeah but even like even if you ex- maybe uh think that it was an opportunism i still don't think right. that there was anything wrong that happened i mean like the worst i can we I don't mean, know the context yeah i mean it would be so much worse if they like i don't know beat up the old woman with the walker right, or something, right? i'm just but saying even saying, in the like, best case scenario yeah.
2: for our yeah. opponents right here it's still not indemnifying no even if they're right about literally all of that shit, they're still full of crap and right. a- again it could just be some asshole trying to make Antifa look bad. It could just be some random fucking adventurist like who has a chip on their shoulder, whatever. It's not a useful argument. It's a random fucking anecdote, but this is the thing is that they, they will hinge on anything they possibly can to make it look like resistance is bad.
1: Yeah. All the, all the far right people that you can imagine were sharing that clip, uh, online. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just stupid. It's, uh, it's convenient to them.
2: They really just, they they would harass the shit out of an old person under the right circumstances. But right there,
1: <laughs> yeah. it's useful to them. Well, I mean, they were just well, with with freaking uh, Greta and, like, calling her mentally ill. Oh, God. So it's like, yeah. But anyway, so the rest of the episode is about David Benzies uh, right. and his arrest. And we're going to put that to the side because we're going to cover it uh, in the main segment. On the first half of the show, uh, on the first, it's about David Menzies again. But again, we'll cover that after. Yeah. Uh, they then go into an interview with Tommy Robinson. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, at least. Why you know did who, I come yeah. here? So, w- well, you're going to be grateful to know that we're not going to go into too much detail because we already covered uh, Tommy Robinson on a past episode. All right. I mean, he was released from prison recently, and Ezra flew all the way to the UK to interview him as he left prison, and we covered it. He's a terrible person, but the premise of the interview that's happening right now is there's a journalist in the in the UK who works for the BBC. His name is John Sweeney, and he does these panorama documentaries. He was doing a piece on Tommy Robinson. But what Tommy ended up doing was he got one of his supporters to go undercover and basically recorded uh, John Sweeney and got him to say a bunch of racist, homophobic and like other shit that was bad. And so the BBC fired him and then pulled the panorama documentary that they were going to do. And the interview is pretty much just uh, Ezra and Tommy bragging about the fact that he did this. And I want to say it's kind of ironic because John Sweeney, uh, he became quite famous in and around 2007 because he was doing a documentary on Scientology. And it was another panorama uh, documentary for the BBC. And in that uh, documentary, uh, the Scientology people started basically stalking John Sweeney and like following him and like harassing him and at one point he snapped and yelled at the Scientology people and they of course used that clip of him snapping and like tried to get him fired from the BBC and all this stuff and the BBC didn't fire him and they ended up playing the docu- uh, the documentary anyways and it's just ironic that uh Tommy Robinson has succeeded where Scientology <laughs> failed <laughs> at getting this BBC reporter uh, fired and my thoughts on it too is like I think BBC shelving this documentary is a bad move. I mean, like, but it's under political pressure. Yeah, but not still. not not, not yeah.
2: I, that that sounded like an excuse. No, it, it, it's just like we're at this point now where like far right assholes actually have a great deal of political power, and they have the capability to do that, partially because of this ideology around freedom of speech. That right. just like, yeah.
1: Yeah. And and the thing is it's just it sh- it's saddens me because it's like they didn't cave to the pressure from the church of scientology like right. they could have just uh, but I but I do think that the the sort of hooligan movement that uh with the EDL and the the BNP which are the, all the organizations that Tommy in some way or another has been affiliated with right. have a bigger presence and yeah are loud and vocal and Yeah they they the, the, they're the good old boys. Yeah yeah. So then on October 2nd, Ezra spends most of the episode complaining that Trudeau is pushing for internet censorship. Uh-huh. And the gist of this comes from a speech that Trudeau Trudeau gave in I think Sarnia. And basically what Trudeau says is that he wants uh, to make companies receive a penalty for leaving hate speech up online, specifically like major platforms like YouTube and stuff like this. And I don't know how I feel about this. I'm I'm kind of like on the fence, in the sense that uh, I do think that there's a, a reason to want to get hate speech off these platforms, and it has been successful at silencing people. Like I know Alex Jones' revenue, for example, has uh, steeply declined since he's been booted from a lot of these platforms. Same thing with uh, Gavin McGinnis, who's another person who's been uh, sent off these platforms, and Milo Yiannopoulos, and so. It does have an effect at diminishing these people's platforms, but there is a worry that if you give this kind of power to the government, that they could use it to silence other things that we might be okay with, like left-wing stuff uh, mm. that isn't hate-filled, but like, might be promoting something like that. Yeah, or like I got opinions us, but, about that. Yeah, Shoot, give your opinions. Okay, so,
2: big think right here. I think hate, hate <laughs> speech as a concept is actually fucking useless, and we need to drop it on the left. Again, there's a 30% right kind of thing with everyone who's fucking wrong about all this kind of shit. This is just me. I, like, I get why hate speech has been this concept that a lot of people have like glommed onto because it is important in certain situations, I think for the wrong reasons, for, I wouldn't even call it shutting certain things down, but denying it a platform. There's a fucking difference right there. I, like, to me it's just like the concept of hate, like this kind of political hate thing. There are people acting as if, like, you know, freedom of speech in and of itself, which also has its own little issues as a concept, um, that freedom of speech in and of itself is kind of this absolute thing that is self-evident in basically any situation where they invoke it. It doesn't actually have consistency in terms of when it is invoked. But, like, to me, you know a freedom of speech that has a progressive character is going to center people who don't have a fucking voice. Not people who can write large amounts of money-generating columns in a fucking magazine about how they're somehow being silenced. That is an obvious fucking contradiction right there. And hate speech does not fucking... like. It doesn't even have to factor in. Now, I mean, in terms of political ramifications, the extent to which it is expressing a kind of an oppressive message and that all that kind of thing, I don't think you need the concept of hate speech in order to adjudicate that. But you do need something that a lot of people would regard as politically biased, because it is, because truth is politically biased. Right. It, t- it tends to be that well, the reality of things is a great deal more... Uh, more convenient to one side of a situation than another. It does not find itself in at some golden mean in between correctness and incorrectness. There yeah. are certain situations where what is correct is blatantly fucking obvious, and one has to, like, look at that and say, yo, dude, can you stop acting as if you should have carte blanche to use prestigious educational institutions to spew off about why you think, like, all trans people are sexual molesters. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Just on the very fucking face of it, and you don't need to pop off about hate speech, which is not very well defined in order to make that happen.
1: I mean, but to me, like, I agree with, like, everything you're saying. But But there's, like, almost, like, (coughs) a verbal dispute there. Like, for me, like, I I don't care what you call it, whether it's hate speech or, like, like... So in the context of... uh education and university that you said they're like yes for sure i mean there's clearly true and false i mean it gets a bit more complicated when you want to start adjudicating that stuff for like a public platform that's like outside of the educational context but even there i think you can have some sort of designation of speech that is more harmful than not right, right. and and how you carve that up like wh- whether you want to call it hate or want to call it harmful speech or like whatever doesn't seem like it matter to me. You still want to regulate it so that you don't have people uh, being given a platform to basically even indirectly call for the harm of
2: other people. But see, to me, it's not even about the regulation. There is no reason for these people to act as if they're being oppressed and censored because they are axiomatically not. No. Yeah. So like whether you call it hate speech or not, the fact is that they're using freedom of speech As a basically like a code for the idea that they are entitled to a platform where they should not have any, where they have no entitlement to one. I I don't have entitlement to to one either. Like, and and
1: when we get to the main segment, we're going to see like a lot of these double standards. But
2: see, Uh, this is the thing: is that we see these kinds of things now, where as a result, like people feel politically pressured because of this entirely fucked up and garbage from the ground up like idea of what free speech is as in you have to center and give a voice to people who already fucking have one like because of that kind of thing you see university people sometimes quite well-meaning sitting there saying well we better give them like the ability to properly debate this and maybe we can defeat it in like uh, debate and all that kind of thing and it's like you actually don't have any responsibility to to do that you actually—that—that that is not even a thing in the first place, hate speech or not. You like—it's actually just not an obligation. It's basically a bunch of piss ants off in the corner acting like fucking babies because they didn't get <laughs> to like, you know,
1: they didn't I get didn't get to say Merry Christmas anymore. Yeah, or, yeah so I don't like, get to. Yeah, the, I, and I they think, do. I think we covered that. Nobody on, uh, gets
2: fucking oppressed for saying Merry Christmas. But here's the thing: is I think we no one this punches on, you on, uh, for that.
1: Uh, on an earlier episode, but Caitlin, when she was in the roundtables that we had on campus about the freedom of speech thing, one of the people sitting at the round table with her complained that they were worried that they couldn't say Merry Christmas anymore. <laughs> like... So- I mean, like, oh, it's, it's all you're just not a, being oppressed. It, no, that's it's all just a victim complex. It is. And, and it you is. are right that like yeah. the voices no, no. that are being if oppressed you say
2: happy holidays, complex. then someone's <laughs> yeah. going to get on your ass for being too politically corrupt. Usually,
1: exactly. It's usually the white yeah. men who. And then
2: meanwhile, this. they go and they shut down an entire fucking documentary because Ezra fucking Levant didn't like it. <laughs> you know, yeah. so no, th- the fact is that who's at, ac- you know, it's not about whether. Hate speech should be censored in the first place. It's the fact that censorship is going on all over the fucking place. Freedom of speech is being actively violated in a great many ways, but not as a, you know, not by a left wing against right wing kinds of things. These are people are just babies. And then meanwhile, they go and piss all over other people's right to speak. You know, who the fuck has been, um, like imprisoned for speaking their mind on, on this shit? Certainly not any of the people who are complaining about it. Instead, it's people like fucking like Cedar.
1: Dave, David Menzies.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, I meanwhile, just like left-wing trans women wind up getting thrown into prison for saying fuck a few times.
1: Yep. And it that's
2: works. an actual violation of freedom of speech. I'm sorry. Yep. And that has never happened to these whiny fucking assholes.
1: Oh, we're, <sighs> uh,
2: yeah, save, anyway.
1: save some of those thoughts, because we're going to get to more of that in a bit. So the rest of the, so they do that whole stupid bit about, uh, my, my, uh, Poor free Oh, but I'm shows. wrong because
2: I'm getting emotional and angry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, there, show, there are no goes. This show That's not philicist at all. This show
1: is emotion and angry. Uh, and yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. way that I love it.
0: Uh,
2: obviously, uh, you're wrong because you're angry about this- something. And then meanwhile, <laughs> fucking Alex Jones with his imaginary baby that he's always wiggling back and forth in front of him. Like you I know. love, uh,
1: I, before we move on, there's uh, uh, a Michael Brooks, uh, the Michael Brooks show he has a segment where he makes fun of Sam Harris and he says it's like a a calm, no, a hysterical man speaking calmly. (laughs) Because like, really, it's like, if you listen to the content of what Sam Harris is saying, it is like insane and and crazy. And yet he says it in a calm way that it becomes, oh, look, I can't be wrong because I'm rational and calm, Mm
2: -hmm. you know? And then meanwhile, it's like Ben Shapiro, like his entire fucking, like, discursive mode is basically just like seeming like an over infant <laughs>
1: constantly. He's like, aye, aye, aye. I really do that. that's a bit You know, That's a straw man. That's a straw man. It's
2: don't I'm talking too fast for you to even like get in a word ed-wise. Ed- Obviously I'm right because I'm talking like this.
1: See, I wish I could do accents. I cannot do... Or impressions even. Right. Well, that, Anyways. That, 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 yeah, he's just like constantly fucking wired. He is. Dude he's never he's fucking, like a rodent. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a... Like I feel like... He, yeah. <laughs> See you do way better impressions <laughs> like even the rodent. Why can't I do a rodent sound? Anyways, now we're and now that the ASMR is done, we're gonna move on to <laughs> We're gonna move on to the the, the rest oh, of this sorry. episode. Uh Ugh. he has someone on named uh Candace Malcolm of True right. North and she's been on before and we've covered her uh it's the she True North is the basically it's like an online scene that uh, Andrew Lawton works for. Andrew Lawton ran for uh, London MPB, uh and lost. And during the campaign, <laughs> it came out that he said a bunch of homophobic stuff, uh-huh. and he blamed it on his mental illness. And this is all stuff that we've been over, so we won't. Uh, these be people don't give it. A
2: sh- Yeah, see, see, but this is the thing: these people like act as if mental illness is just like a complete disqualifier there yeah. their people. I mean, but do it, it's but it's not it's an excuse. That, so
1: he. Uh, recently the reason why they brought the ring him up here as well so right. in contrast they are not in contrast but in relations to the david menzies being arrested is that andrew lawton was uh stopped by he got stopped by the police because apparently he was like stalking the liberal campaign bus and they thought he was going to do something harmful and like pulled him over but really he was just like they won't let me into press events i'm being silenced for my free speech uh, and it's a similar thing that David Menzies got arrested for with the uh, the sheer administration. So we're, we're going to get into that for a bit. But then, so they complain about free speech again, blah, 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 blah. And then they go into this thing where they're looking at Trudeau's yearbook. Uh, so I guess Candace Malcolm had gotten hard copies of uh, all of Trudeau's yearbooks. And they start, like, going through them to, like, re-litigate some of the blackface stuff. But then uh, also to find, like, other stuff. And so, one of the things that they found that Ezra goes often is like there's a clip where uh, Justin Trudeau is wearing a kilt while he's like hanging around the kids. And of course, his mind goes to like, oh, what if like he exposes himself to these kids? Uh, and again, they have this whole thing that he's a groper and, and all that kind fun of stuff. And there is a, a sexual allegation against Trudeau. So, whatever. Okay the other clip or the other picture that they focus on is this james bond one so i guess at another event he was dressed up as james bond and in the photo he's holding a gun and it's like near a woman and so they talk about how look at him pointing guns at women uh and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they call him a hypocrite oh well that was they said this is shortly after columbine i think it was like several years after columbine but i don't know for them that's like too close i guess to do a james bond photo in a yearbook and then uh, they point out that how hypocrite he is to be anti-gun now when he posed with a fake gun at a costume party of some mm-hmm. sorts but anyways I low mean, hanging that's, fruit, that's but... really
2: just sort of tedious conservative shit really
1: no i mean and a lot of it is just it's like pointing out like looks and and all this garbage right uh really stupid stuff so that was the second Moving on to the third, just going right through this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ezra spends uh, the episode complaining about the media doctoring images to make Trump look more orange than normal. Uh, So apparently he claims this happens all the time. And a lot of his examples just didn't make sense to me (laughs) because it could be lighting and other things that just make him look more orange than normal. But I also find this funny because there was a story that broke uh, like a year or two ago that showed that actually Trump was releasing Photoshop pictures of himself, like making his fingers look longer than they actually are. <laughs> Cause I guess he's got his own like insecurities about his hands. And uh, yeah. So what a weird thing to be complaining about. And it's also weird because why cover this now in everything? Mm. And to me,
2: i mean i i'll be real it's one of those things where it's like i really don't have anything to say about it because it just seems so
1: insignificant like but i think it does play some sort of significance and part of this is because of what's going on in the states right now so last week's episode uh we the main segment was on the impeachment uh that's now ongoing and what what we're finding with ezra is He's He's got to find a way to talk about this without actually talking about it because mm. he knows everybody wants to talk about it, but he's also a huge Trump fan, but then, like, Trump is so clearly guilty, it's, like, <laughs> hard for him to, like, navigate. I think it's also just, like, one of those things where he's a grifter and he's trying to figure
2: out what the heck he can sell his audience that's going to get him more attention.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, so we're gonna play some because clips. it is.
2: It's as I said. It's like very insignificant, and like it's the kind of thing where if you didn't already like have some kind of reason to think it was important, it would
1: be background noise to you. Like he's gonna sort of like try to elucidate his own ideas about propaganda okay. here, and it gets really weird. But the. The first clip that I'm going to play for you starts when he starts talking about this New York Times tweet. And in the tweet, there's a picture of Trump. And he's saying, Ezra is saying that this has been Photoshopped to make him look more orange than normal. But then he claims that uh, the picture itself is not indicative of how Trump normally behaves. So when the picture Trump looks kind of angry, like, ah, and he goes, that's not Trump. Like Trump's not angry. And he plays a clip to sort of prove that Trump's not angry. And so the picture's from the meeting with uh, him and the president of Finland. But we'll let uh, Ezra sort of explain himself.
0: And I thought, I wonder if I can check what Trump really looked like before they put him through the filter. Let me check because I think this is more fake news. This time it's not from some losers at Justin Trudeau's CBC State Broadcaster in Canada. And it's not from that weirdo Kevin Lamarca. I don't think. The tweet, at least, is from the New York Times.
1: Does he always talk like that? yeah oh no, that's his voice, and uh Kevin Lamarck, I think he said it was like a router's reporter that he claims photoshopped a bunch of pictures to make him look more orange, but uh, we don't need to get into that but yes this is this is Ezra's weird, soothing uh, psychopath voice. I, I'm so confused <laughs> about this I, I... Wow, uh, it's not from- It's, you know what it oh. is, it, it reminds me of a kind of like righteous igni- indi- indignation. Oh, yeah, but they do That's that like all like what the time,
2: that channeling that, like, again, it's like, they really, anytime that they want to act like they give a shit about something, they just like, it's like they're putting on a pantomime kind of thing. Anyway. Is
0: that really what Trump looked like? Really? <sighs> is it? Really? 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 Oh, let's see, I'll, I'll show you some video first, oh. which is what I watched, because I wanted to see if Trump really was screaming. So here's, I don't know, 30 seconds from CNN, not exactly Trump fans over there, what does Trump look like? What did he sound like at this meeting?
3: Well, the whistleblower was very inaccurate. The whistleblower started this whole thing by writing a report on the conversation I had with the president of Ukraine. And the conversation was perfect. It couldn't have been nicer. I saw Rick Scott. I saw many of the senators talking about it. Many of the congressmen talking about it. Not a thing wrong. Unless you heard the Adam Schiff version where he made up my conversation. He actually made it up. It should be criminal. It should be treasonous. Sad. Made it up. Every word of it made up and read to Congress as though I said it. And I'll tell you what. He should be forced to resign from Congress, Adam Schiff. He's a lowlife. He should be forced to resign.
1: So he's going to get into a bit. We'll let him finish it in a second. But I, I wanted to sort of like focus you on two things there, which is that. So he played this clip and the clip is supposed to indicate that, oh, Trump was calm during that whole thing right? He's peeing a fucking spaz, no, as well, usual. Sure, sure, he's, he's saying stupid stuff, but I can right. at least agree with Ezra that that select clip that he chose right. was more Trump more in a calm disposition. But then the thing is, if you actually listen to the content of the clip that he played, it's like Ezra throughout the whole show has not mentioned anything about the meeting with finland and hasn't mentioned anything about impeachment in ukraine and all this and the one clip that he chooses is one where trump is like calling everyone shills and right. and schiff is this liar and stuff like it's so it's like this weird propagandistic move of being almost like a kind of misdirection of like we're going to be talking about the media photoshopping everything and to eluc- elucidate my point i'm going to play the most uh clip that shows trump in the most positive light saying a bunch of stuff that i agree with but i'm not gonna say that i agree with it's like this weird weird it's basically just him being calm it's actually like the relationship between the main
2: apparent subject matter of his podcast and that clip is actually pretty fucking
1: tenuous (laughs) yeah but we're gonna listen to ezra explain uh the photoshop stuff
0: he wasn't screaming at all he was mad i think but he was in complete control. He was emphatic, maybe, but he's just being himself, and every once in a while he sort of grimaced just for a second, in between phrases. He does that as a mannerism. I think that's one of the split second moments the photographer grabs to make it look like he was screaming. It wasn't, it's sort of like how he punctuates his phrases and the color. His his hair isn't white anymore, is it? It's blonde. His face is is slightly orange in hue, I'll grant you that, but it's not the bright orange and pink chromatic colors of that New York Times picture. What
1: the fuck? (laughs) I mean, he's super focused. I mean, here's the thing is, when I look at the picture, it looks like more of a lighting effect, like where the uh, person was standing when they took the picture, not that it was like photoshopped. And so it does sort of like bring out the the orange pigment of Trump's face, maybe. Uh, A regular, an absolute rainbow of colors just (laughs) emanating from his visage. Uh, But yeah, it... And here's here's the other thing, though. Uh, during that Finland discussion, there actually is a clip where Trump is quite irate. So it's like, even, even the thing that he's saying, and so we're going to play... I mean, I'm not uh, going to be real. He's basically just being like...
2: I mean, he's right. It is basically just how Trump acts. Because he on- honestly always acts like a kind of defensive nitwit like it's i don't think that he's calm at all i don't think that trump is ever calm and the fact that he's never calm makes it seem like his regular everyday
1: demeanor is fucking normal (laughs) well that's the thing and so and then he he talks about like the grimaces like as if the reporter waited till he grimaced and then took the picture but listen to this like the reporter didn't have to wait for this grimace because there's a clip during that segment where he gets Mm. quite uh vocally enraged and so i'll play that clip just to indicate what ezra's leaving out and this is this is the one clip that got played by all the media which is like why did again ezra's making a choice here and he chose chose to leave this clip out right What what
0: did you want about biden what did you
1: want him to look into on biden look biden
3: and his son are stone cold crooked and you know it his son walks out with millions of dollars the kid knows nothing. Everyone's says that know one, it, and so do we. Go ahead, ask just, a question. But the, the
2: question, sir, was what did you want President Zelensky to do about Pres Vice President Biden and his son Hunter?
3: Are you talking to me?
2: Yeah, it, it was just a follow-up of what do? I just asked listen, you, sir.
3: Listen, are you ready? We have the President of Finland. Ask him a question. I have one for him. I just wanted to follow up on the one that I asked you, which was Did one? you hear what me? did you want? Did you him hear to... me? Yes. Ask sir. him a question. Yes. I, I will. But I've my... given you a long answer. Ask <laughs> this gentleman a question. Don't be rude.
2: No, sir. I don't want to be rude. I just wanted you to have a chance to answer the question that I asked I've you. I've
3: answered everything. It's a whole hoax. And you know who's playing into the hoax? People like you and the fake news media that we have in this country. And I say in many cases, the corrupt media, because you're corrupt. Much of the media in this country is not just fake, it's corrupt. And you have some very
2: fine people too. Why don't you cry about Those it? Great reporters. <laughs> but
3: it to a large
1: extent. It's corrupt, and it's fake.
3: Ask the president of Finland a question, please. Okay.
1: I mean, the the main point to play that clip is to highlight how... He's clearly irate in this clip. It's at the same event. Like, why did you choose the one clip and not the other? It's just to, like propagandize right. the fact of like, oh, Trump Trump is this comrade. You're mean for even asking me this question. Yeah.
2: I already gave you an answer to something else entirely. I'm you should say, move on and ask somebody else a question now. It's <laughs>
1: weird how often he turns as well to that nice people on both sides language. Right, like, except like for, for the people context. who are very, very mean, like you, yeah. a journalist. How dare you say mean things to me? <laughs> but... uh <laughs> I should say too cuz like we covered the impeachment thing last uh week but this was before a lot of what happened this week and ezra doesn't cover it at all but like Trump basically did what he did on the phone call with the Ukrainian president out loud in public but with China and like other governments and so it's like he's basically now broken the law in public but then the question is uh it, 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 you can tell what the strategy there is is Trump feels that if you do it out in public You can just get away with it. See, it's not a crime. I did it in public. Right. (laughs) I mean, uh, he's the fucking
2: president. He's above the law.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm above the law. I'm
2: only, you know, what I said is both untrue and true at the same time. The fact is that he can basically just do whatever the fuck he wants and get away with it.
1: But this is when Ezra gets super weird and kind of self-reflective about propaganda. So we're just going to get right into this clip.
0: It's a lie. I mean, it's hard to imagine that a photo can lie. You know, we like that saying, do you believe your lying eyes? Your eyes, you know, you see the truth. But your eyes can lie to you if the picture is a lie. And it lies to you actually more effectively than any else can lie. I mean, if someone was telling you a lie, telling you words, watching a video that was a lie, it would not be as effective as a lie in a photograph because the lie is instant. You don't even think about it. You don't have to pay attention and be convinced of it. A lying photograph is an instant deception. You That's
1: so fucking it. deep, dude. But, but not only is it like, it's like faux deep, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, obviously. But, that, but like he basically kind of did it with the, it, the segment before, where when he t- was talking about the photo and then he played the audio clip, it really is the same thing, right? Because you're so focused on the fact that he's talking about tone and all this, That he then plays Trump speaking words that you're not supposed to be listening to, because all Ezra is trying to get you to focus on. Right, he's doing the same sort of thing with an audio medium that he claims that people can do. And that's the thing is like you know, photographic medium. With
2: the thing that he tried to use as an example of how totally calm Trump was, like you're really not talking about somebody during those like words. Who is actually calm at all? He's basically just deflecting and making excuses, right. and like the the substance of what he's saying is discombobulated and fucked up. It has no real theme. It doesn't keep any kind of con- consistent, like, idea to it. He just said well, it in a way that seemed kind of yeah. It, it it was like he w- he was obviously losing his shit. He was just using a calm tone
1: while he said it. <laughs> yeah, calm people's are hysterical people speaking calmly. Right, yeah, uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> so it's good. let's hear what more Ezra
0: has to say about this. It's orange. You saw it with your own eyes. Trump is red and wild. Maybe he's even insane. He was shouting. You saw the proof of it. Look, the words of the media party are fake news. They're just The
1: media party. In
0: the case the Canadian CBT. Oh,
1: <laughs> I'm so used to it now <coughs> that it doesn't like You don't even notice. I, I, he's, he calls... So just to fill it, we're going to get to it a little bit, but, uh, but he... He thinks that all media are manipulated by uniform because they're most media people are. What the fuck? <laughs> so he calls them the media party, essentially. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he, he says it all the time that I'm just used to it now. But. By, a, like, yeah. It's not even the media, it's unions, ultimately. Yep. He hates the working
2: class. Well, except for regular old blue collar people. No,
1: but here's where it gets weird, is like he tries his best to woo like the steel right. workers. Right, 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 right and Stuff right, like yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah. he and he like is shows some favoritism to their unions because he sees them as hyper masculine careers. Right, right, uh, right. And and yeah.
2: Well, that's one of the ways that you maintain that kind of like hegemony over this white working-class kind of concept and whatever, you know? (laughs) Go for the most vulgar and chauvinistic aspects of this, like, of all this shit. Like, I mean, it worked for fucking fascist Italy, it'll work over here.
0: Literally did a hoax, but these photos? Just as bad, they're far more powerful. You just can't trust a word the mainstream media says, and you know what? You can't even trust the photographer. What the <laughs> fuck?
1: oh yeah it gets better so it is theatrics yeah oh no his theatrics are amazing we're gonna skip so there's there was another segment that plays but i want to skip to the end of this episode he then goes on to another piece but he brings up the photoshop stuff again at the end of the episode (laughs) and so i just want to play this clip because he says something supremely stupid that i feel like we need to hear so i love this
2: i'm so glad i'm listening (laughs) to some dumbass.
0: well that's our show for today what do you think of my thesis i made earlier that a photograph is actually the most powerful propaganda tool.
2: That is, ooh, a thesis. He does theses yeah, now. A photograph theses is the most powerful.
1: Like, it's like we haven't evolved past the uh, camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's like photographs are the most that's, powerful. There's no fucking way. That's fake news, right? If this, this gets even better.
0: Even more than words, even more than a video, because you have to pay attention to something that's unfolding in words or video or reading. Photograph, you just see it in the corner of your eye. You don't even know that you've ingested it
2: it's so subliminal it's so subliminal man is is it just me okay actually i've been been thinking a lot lately about this idea that like the right wing right now you know there's the old like (sighs) yeah like so much of it is basically and i don't think that they even realize that they're doing it but they're like they're like basically rehashing Foucault (laughs) and i don't think that they're even realizing it and they're do but they're doing it like dumbasses basically you know so Foucault is just like you know oh we're being constantly surveilled it's going on all over the fucking place and everything is structured like a prison and then along comes you know come like you know breitbart and whoever the fuck talking oh my god who is it um the the one guy he's got the like three name three name thing the prison planet you know like oh Paul Joseph Watson, Paul Joseph Watson, you know, yeah. like and going on, you know, he's basically talking about the surveillance state, but he's the victim of it now, like you know, all this kind of thing where they're basically rehashing all these notions of panopticism and whatever, but in a reactionary light.
1: Yeah, and I don't
2: remember. And if then it- they, and then they're like, oh, and I hate postmodernists.
1: And I don't remember if we actually ended up covering this because. For people who've listened to our podcast, the very first episode that we did, we scrapped it. And in that episode, Ezra does a whole episode on the notion of truth. And like, it it gets very. Which is laden
2: with power.
1: Well, not, but not only that, it gets very postmodern. And it's just funny that these people like love people like Jordan Peterson and try Mm -hmm. to pretend like their postmodernism is this evil. These people hate
2: meta narratives. They're sitting there and, you know, like Jordan Peterson is constantly going off about how, like, you know, experience essentially dictates reality and whatever, and that you can't apply some kind of a, you know, he's basically fucking Lyotard. Like,
1: (laughs) yep. Uh, but, oh, there still is the best part coming at the end of this clip. Or at least best part for me. It's not as deep as Foucaultian
0: bullshit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Trump is orange. <laughs> True. Yeah. I saw it with my own. <laughs> <laughs> you don't- if someone said, hey, guys. Just Trump take that out orange, of context. Yeah. Fake Trump, news. You'd have to pay attention. you have to think about it. You maybe or maybe wouldn't be convinced. But you see it. It's done. It's in your mind already. I think photographs are the most powerful propaganda. And in politics, they're used all the time. When was the last time you saw a bad media party photo of Justin? You know?
2: <laughs> literally like the week before.
1: All right. Like the, I, when I heard that, I'm just like, you spent an entire week covering the blackface. Which <laughs> he <laughs> normally would not
2: even fucking care about.
1: In, in the, the, was it this ep- No, it was the episode before this. Yeah. He literally had the uh, Candace Malcolm on his show going through his yearbook looking like yeah. fuck. No, but but this is the thing is
2: like fucking um i mean okay potential <laughs> counter argument to that it was like willingly there in a yearbook rather than taken by like a journalist or whatever but,
0: i, I mean, want but... i
2: feel like they would probably want to bring attention to that if they wanted to make a counter argument to it but it still is it's it is It in a sense it's sensationalism and it is one of those things too where you know 30 percent right and all that kind of thing you know i remember that the smarter the smarter right wing uh dip jets of this sort when that kind of thing came about they immediately went to an incredibly true statement that if it were one of their own guys <laughs> yeah they would not be doing that. They wouldn't be caring about it because it was like so long ago and et cetera, et cetera. You know, the smarter among them were sitting there saying, guys, can we maybe lay off of this because we're actually full of racists too? Like, you know, uh,
1: I actually want to comment on this because it's something that we didn't bring up when we covered it. Right. Was in in the episode we talked about the blackface, we talked about uh, Ezra's own hypocrisy that he had Gavin McGinnis on the rebel. Yeah. blackface doing like a piece right and so but ezra's now taking this weird high ground where in in when justin trudeau came out with the blackface pictures ezra was actually hitting like some pretty decent points about like the history of like Uh slavery and and so here's the thing is like caitlin addressed this on the show which was that like clearly ezra knows what's up but he's just being a propagandist right but the other part of it is like it surprises me that he took the the direction that he took when when what you're saying is completely right a lot of the people online uh, that are the racists actually kind of gave Trudeau a free pass on this right
2: one, which and the, and they were advising all of their friends to shut up about right yeah because
1: of their own like uh, history of having racism and racist yeah. tweets and all this stuff but Ezra did the weird thing where he doubled down as if Trudeau's a racist and had a petition where it's like Trudeau must resign and like was taking this weird moral high ground that was clearly uh, hypocritical and like other stuff but it it is weird, that dynamic of, like, why didn't but, he go along with his, like, base in that sense? But this
2: is a really, really common thing, is this kind of thing where you know that these people do not give a shit about X or Y form of oppression until they can use it against their political opponents. And they do the same thing, they did the same thing, like, a little while ago, and this this is, like, a really blamed example. There was this, um like, this is not, you know, high-profile shit, like, you know fucking Ezra Levant who can you know maintain a fucking career off of being a you know terrible grifter you know there was like this one person sharing around this like kind of meme thing where uh it was Greta Thunberg saying something about but it was something where it was like a victim thing where they went and they compared it to like suffering black people often in another place. and of course the reality is that he has said and i'm one of the better off among them and that right. there are people that need to be listened to you know from x or y country and like all that kind of thing you know he was giving a far larger analysis than that but they took it out of context and made it look like she's just got a victim complex yeah or you know so it's it's the same kind of thing where it's like these people do not give a shit about suffering kids off in whatever country. They could just like to bring it up whenever they can be like, "Well, you've got a be- uh, You're better off here than over there," kind of thing. And it's the same, you know. No, okay, they use for it, me for, when and it my becomes expedient. for me and my gay shit. For me and my gay shit. Like all these people suddenly give a whole lot of a shit. These people fucking love gays and trans people and whatever the fuck. At exactly the point where they can point out how some scary world full of color, pe- colored people off elsewhere is, like, treats gay people worse, you know? Or, or like, when
1: they sort of, like, self-segregate, like, uh, Blair White, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So Blair White will, Those like, people. is trans, but then, uh, also a grifter. R- right, but then also she has like a group of <coughs> trans that she doesn't feel is trans enough and that right. becomes like her target. And so then yeah. the right wing she's like- She's
2: very, 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 very trans when she can use it to forward her racist nonsense. Yeah. And then she's very, very not trans when she's, you know, finding reasons not to actually be involved in any kind of opp- anti-oppressive movement of any sort.
1: Right. Blah so blah. yeah, we're, we're gonna move on uh, to finish- Fuck you, Blair <laughs> <right>. <laughs> finish the Imperial Roundup and that is so they end this episode uh with an interview with John Carpe and we talked about him last week. That was the first time he showed up uh while we're covering it as well was uh last week. Uh, and again, for, for those who might have missed last week, he works for, he's the head of the Justice Center of Constitutional Freedoms in Canada. And it's a far right group uh, that's a libertarian, uh, funded by libertarians, uh, such as the Atlas Network, which we talked about is, gets their funding from the Koch family, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you could tell their ideological bias and also we found out that Lindsay shepherd now works for the justice center for constitutional freedom so they're a fun bunch they basically uh fight legal um they they help defend uh sort of far-right uh people who are getting lawsuits against them in various forms in canada specific mostly having to do with the human rights tribunal stuff and so in this case there was a library in ottawa that shut down a screening of a conspiracy theorist uh film it was a racist documentary called killing europe and so these people uh rented out the space in the library and were like selling tickets for people to come see this film until uh, a human rights lawyer human right human rights lawyer named uh richard uh, warman he basically pointed out that the library's policy States that uh, the space is not allowed to be rented to people for a discriminatory purpose. And he felt that showing the film Killing Europe, which was basically a white genocide, anti immigrant film, uh, but out of Europe, is uh, promoting discrimination. And so the Ottawa Library uh, conceded and basically decided not to show or not allowed or not rent this room to these people. And Carpe and Ezra are all upset about this because... Uh, Censor cat. Yeah. Well, what happened the was... So this this happened in 2017, I think it was. And basically, it's been going through the courts, and they just lost... Uh, the, so the right-wing people lost the court case. Oh. And... Basically, the court ruled that the Ottawa Public Library has no obligation to make its uh, extraneous space available or to enter into a contract with any particular purpose.
2: Fucking, like, freedom. We don't have to fucking give people a platform. And so
1: publicizing the availability of rooms for the community and the general public does not imply any legal obligation on the board or confer any right to the applicants or any other members of the public. Now, one thing that the court did say was they could have some sort of like breach of contract thing that they could go through, but that's not what they were bringing to the court uh, in in the lawsuit. So they have a chance to basically reapply and appeal. Uh, But John Carpe doesn't say whether or not they're going to do this, but he did end this sort of thing. So again, they're complaining about how this is, you know, freedom of speech is being ruined in this country and all that fun stuff. Uh But then he says something that I thought was, like, really funny because they were talking about, like, whether or not this film does have some kind of political bias. And John Carpe basically goes, all documentaries have a political bias, but then one particular film that he brings up... He's right, go figure. he's right, but it gets really weird. So he brings (coughs) up the fact that So there's our 30%, now here's the rest of it. (laughs) He brings up the film uh, The Red Pill. Have you Mm. ever heard about this? I I mean, I know what The Red Pill is. Well, The Red Pill was a documentary made by... uh, Uh, a quote-unquote feminist. Uh, Right. She began the film claiming she was a feminist, and throughout the film, basically changes her... Not changes her mind she's like more now like feminist light as opposed to what she considered herself to be a radical feminist before or something like this but basically the the men's rights people like red pilled her basically i'm quite sure uh, that's exactly what happened and so he uses the this like change of bias throughout the red pill as example of like people go into filming with a bias like look she went in as a feminist but like somehow was like saying that the red pill is not a biased film because she changed her mind throughout the filming. Just, as if like changing your mind throughout the the Weren't these people is...
2: supposed to be all about the idea that, like, you know, if all this shit is propaganda, and that, like, fucking, you know, you can totally skew, but they like things their own pro- propaganda,
1: that's exactly. Why, yeah,
2: exactly. No, their propaganda isn't even propaganda in the first place. No, it's just that's just facts and logic. Yeah, and... that is facts and logic because right. I agree with it. And also, the only reason you would disagree with it is because you're getting paid, or you have some kind of a an agenda, or also dues. Yeah,
1: and there was like moments in this interview as well that and Ezra is people. trying to play like both sides where like to, to give a negative impression of this film and most of the negative stuff he has to say about the film is that uh, it was poor quality. <laughs> We've done the <laughs> Imperial Roundup. We're going to yeah, go yeah, into yeah, the yeah. main yeah, yeah. segment. Love it, love it. So... What do you know about David Menzies? Uh, I, I, I'd be lying
2: if I said, like, really much of anything.
1: He is <coughs> special in our hearts here at Imperial News. Okay. In particular because, the, again, the very first episode that we had that got scrapped, I speculated that David quite possibly has committed a crime. haven't we all though Uh, so the video was bad basically and I'm I'm gonna play eventually in the midst of this the the clip that I'm pretty sure highlights that he's he committed a crime and the thing that shocked me because this was like the first week that I did this show and he just like plays on the podcast him basically harassing and assaulting someone (laughs) and I'm just like what? the hell am I listening to? <laughs> uh, and, and so he's... So David oh, God, Men- no. <laughs> David Menzies, uh, even worse, he goes by the Menzoid. It's his sort of like jocular, like, Haha, I'm the Menzoid.
2: That sounds uh, like the kind of shit that like some kind of... You know, amateurish noob metal group from two thousand would call themselves like that's like some Invader Zim level like fucking random... yeah, or a frat
1: boy house kind of uh... oh, I guess that there's a bit of that.
2: I don't know. It, to me, it just like really emanates like oversized trench coat kind of aesthetic. You know, the kind of person where it's like you've got like a a soul patch and you're like you know you, you listen to fucking I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of the right kind of thing. <laughs> God! <laughs> I hate hearing I that wrong? name. I'm so, yeah, sorry. Yeah, like, no, I didn't even remember that Huba steak was a thing until it just came up in the context of David Menzies. my okay, god! Well, oh, like I, I mean, god. he's probably too old. I don't know, to me that it's just, like, base, very but... banana monkey cheese kind of, like,
1: name, but anyway. For background, last week, he... We we had breaking news on the show because this literally broke right before we started recording last week. So it broke <clears throat> uh, like an hour before we filmed our show that uh, he got arrested at a conservative campaign event. All right. And what what we what we had played was uh, he he basically Please claims that they they escorted him out, and then they claim he claims that the campaign bus hit him. And then he was taken to the police station. And at the time we didn't have any information because this, it all just like happened. Uh, and so the main segment that we're going to play is basically after these events, uh, Ezra apparently breaks them out of prison. <laughs> well, they actually, what? Just, they just, they just released Menzies. Cause okay, yeah, yeah, y- yeah. you know, whatever. I'm just and picturing I'm... him there with like, <laughs> just there like sneaking in, like, like shows up with blueprints. and just, we're going to break this one. Uh, then don't worry,
2: he... <laughs> I'm getting But in his uh, like Ezra Levant kind of like, uh kind of no, voice. It, it, like, it does work because they're, di- they're dynamic. Like
1: Ezra Ezra and Menzi's dynamic is like that oh, Looney God. Tunes, like mob boss and like the other like, oh hey boss, I'm gonna, <laughs> like, Ezra's like the sort of like, you gotta do what I say, okay David? And then he's like, oh! okay boss, okay. <laughs> And you're going to hear that sort of play out. I'll do whatever
2: you say. Just (laughs) just get me out of here.
1: Yeah. Uh, So that actually plays very well. But uh, (laughs) they they then, so like after Ezra, or or David gets released, (coughs) Ezra brings them into the studio in Toronto because this happened in uh, Durham, which is close to Toronto, uh, I think, or part of Toronto. Relatively close. Uh, And so brings them into the studio (laughs) and they do a whole like hour long live show and it was the longest show because again we already covered in the imperial roundup the the opening half of the episode so like it was like a, almost a 2 hour long show which is rare for one of these episodes uh but they did a, a a live stream and it's just Ezra and David Menzies talking about all things being arrested and uh all things being arrested <laughs> Well, about the arrest, how did it happen? I
2: don't know. But I have faith in our boys in blue. If you're getting arrested, it's probably because you did something bad. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: That's us. Totally pro-cop. But here's uh, David yeah. Menzies. I a hate civil... the government, but I
2: love <laughs> the agents of, like, oppressive subordination that they employ. We love art
1: masters.
0: David Menzies handcuffed by police at a campaign event. And if you know David Menzies like I do, you know... He's very polite. He's not rough. He doesn't swear. He doesn't shout. He doesn't push. How could they have arrested him?
1: Now I want to tell you, the the reason why I played this, (laughs) again, it has been been an ongoing theme on this podcast that David Menzies was probably committed a crime. And so it's like for for Ezra to open up this thing being like, oh, he's so nice. He never swears. He never cusses. He's just oh, how could they do this to? Poor, I love us, poor and I also love crimes. Fuck you, Ezra. <laughs> so they get into it, and before like <laughs> we delve into the meat of like what's happening here, uh, I I did want to point out that there there is kind of an ethical issue in covering this because really the oh, whole no? point of this hour long live stream yeah. is to like earn the money. Now here's the thing: is they had by the time that I was uh, making the notes for the show, fifty thousand people had watched the YouTube stream. That's a lot of people. Granted, it's probably not all from Canada. There's people all over the world. Um, right. and we have an average viewership of 50 people <laughs> so i don't think like us covering it is like giving them too much like attention platform and yeah. plus like the attention that they that, have. yeah and the attention that we're giving them is a <laughs> mocking attention yeah and an attention i can't
2: imagine them. someone like listening to us and just being like well actually this sounds really great and i'm totally going to listen to it routinely now and give them money yeah. like, but i
1: did want to highlight this because this more is a point about sort of mainstream news sources that did cover this because they drew a lot of traffic to Ezra that day by f- feeding into this hyper narrative, right? That, oh, like, oh, my God, we got arrested and free speech and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so it's a good thing they didn't get arrested by cops. Yeah, that would be uh, a contradiction of interest. <laughs> and and Dave, yeah. Anyways, I, I don't think I clipped any of this, but David Menzies is pretty deferential to the cops that hara- like arrested him because of course. they're putting on that pro-cop yeah. narrative yeah. stuff. But thin uh, Blue Line. Yeah. So we covered uh, weeks ago in our Blackface episode that Ezra uses petitions to boost membership and solicit donations. Uh, he does this every time any type of thing blows up so during again the blackface thing happened he created a petition called trudeau resigns what he does with that is he then gets uh all the emails that have been sent to him and then he uses nation builder and like spams people for donations and other stuff right that's sort of his plan so whenever there's these big news events that uh they're aware will drive a lot of traffic to their website there's always a petition there Right. And so, so far covering the show, we've had the blackface. That was the biggest one. And now you have David Menzies being arrested is the other biggest one. And then look what like immediately this is where he goes with it.
0: Can you help us? Can you help us fight back? I think we have to fight back. We need your help. There's three things I want to do. First, tell your local conservative candidate that this is nuts. This is a Trudeau move, not a conservative move. Ask them if they think it's wise to ban the only conservative-leaning video company in Canada to ban us but then to sic the police on us and arrest us? They literally handcuffed David Menzies. He wouldn't do that to any reporter. Forget about conservative reporter. This is Canada. Why are you arresting and handcuffing any reporters? Who asked the police yeah. to do that? They I fucked up if, if you
2: yeah.
1: did that too, by the way, Ezra. Right. I, I'm going to pause it there. I guess we'll take it point by point. But you can see there Uh, This has never happened to, like, any other reporter. I can't think of a single thing. When was the last time fucking, like, cops arrested a journalist? So back in 2016, journalist Justin Brake was charged with criminal mischief for covering indigenous activists in Newfoundland, protesting the Muskrat Falls hydroelectric dam project. Uh, It's a good thing a conservative didn't, like, phone that in.
2: uh, No. Because that's a Trudeau move, not a conservative (laughs)
1: move. When Indigenous act, So basically what happened is these Indigenous activists cut through a fence and Brake followed them. Other reporters stayed behind, but Brake went in. Uh, and in the end... Uh, so b- basically after this happened, he got arrested for criminal mischief. Uh, same with all for the other filming protests. filming a crime happen. Right. But, I mean, well, he wasn't just filming the, the crime happen. He was filming a protest and this yeah. happened. And he was... Right. Uh, so he basically... It was he's been fighting it through court and actually just recently this past March, 2019, he actually won in court and, uh, got the the charges dropped. Uh, but here's the thing that was interesting is the coverage of break the, for the entire duration of this, these court proceedings was not overly sympathetic to him in the media. And I will also say that rebel never covered this once, but basically a lot of the media, uh, criticized him because he referred to the indigenous activists in his writing as land protectors and they saw that as like overly prejudicial and being supportive of the indigenous activists where it's like he's just like this is what they call themselves and so i'm going to call them what they call themselves they're land protectors uh but anyways he he won but again rebel rebel never covered this and not only that News media during the duration of this court battle. This happened over the duration of, again, 2016 till 2019, when the court case ended. And in that time period was when the Charlottesville thing happened, and basically the media went apeshit over rebel media. And there were so many sympathetic pieces in 2017 having to do with are we being too mean to rebel media by like kicking them out of like press events and stuff like this? And it's like, again, it gets to the whole thing that you highlighted earlier, which is like some groups. Give, get a platform and get highlighted and their grievances are seen as like the normal right grievances that we have to focus on and that's rebel to a t like poor poor white rich people they got kicked out of an event because they hosted a neo-nazi on their podcast meanwhile this person who was just doing his fucking job had to go to court for several years right
2: sounds like a trudeau move i'm uh disappointed <laughs> at
1: you I want to say as well, like it didn't take me that long. I just a uh, quick Google search. So there was uh two Hamilton photojournalists that were arrested by a cop in two thousand and seventeen. Uh, they're now suing that police officer. It hasn't uh ended anytime soon. Uh, there was also this past July. Uh, Vice journalist Ben McCooch was forced by court to hand over materials to the RCMP involving a source involved with ISIS and this is going to have a chilling (coughs) effect on these kind of sources willingness to talk to journalists in the future right so basically they forced this journalist hand to give up his sources information because the source was uh, associated with ISIS when it was like the whole reason that the person came forward to do the piece was to remain uh, anonymous and confidential right and that helps us because now we get information about uh what these people are going through and like they serve a journalistic purpose right it's not like they were like uh what is it like talking to each other to commit terrorist acts or anything like this right it was merely like i'm getting information from you that i'm going to then report about uh but the 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 courts in july basically uh told them that they were rcmp can have access to all his journalistic Ah, confidential information I'm, i'm connecting the dots now so basically Ezra's wrong (laughs) who would have fucking thought it's like he makes a career out of that but but here's like there's an element here where I'm like I don't think he's lying I think he's just so far up his own fucking ass that he's not aware of all these like legitimate concerns about the media in Canada and
2: Uh, no I I think you're right yeah no it's like he's making correct observations it's just that he's filtering them through this like like ideological tunnel vision where what has to come out is something favorable to what he already agrees with
1: yeah and so, so there <laughs> correct so we're gonna es- i'm right
2: by the way <laughs>
1: so he's he's gonna give us the three things to do the first was to call your your members of parliament conservative members of parliament. yeah specifically the conservative ones and then now he's gonna tell you the next two things to do and tell them what they already believe in basically
0: yeah. Talk to your local conservative candidate second okay. thing i want you to do Sign our petition to Andrew Shearer at LettuceReport.com.
1: Fucking report. grifter. Sign our petition, because he wants money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I love it. It's, what is it? It's like letusreport.com. Let us report. We're not being report. <laughs> Such a victim fucking complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, really? Fucking, aw. So, the third thing that is...
2: That I'm is... <laughs> going to censor you, Ezra. <laughs> oh
1: my god, I'm so... I can do that, that I'm because
2: so... I'm working with the, like... The, the you're an um, antifa super soldier yeah yeah exactly yeah i'm I'm actually with the um new world order yeah. i'm <laughs> like there, there's someone with a scary jewish name who's telling me what to do and giving me lots of money for it right now which is why i'm like kind of just basically struggling to pay rent right now off of a basically insignificant uh like scholarship and ta fund by the way
1: what are you telling me that universities aren't for privileged people? Privileged elitists that just want to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what's the third option? It is clearly just ask for money. But okay. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So, so, roundabout... so far, we have
2: talked to conservative <laughs> MPs about things they already believe in. Yeah. Uh, give me money. So and... No, sign a
1: petition so that I can use to like solicit money later. Uh, okay, but so... then now he's just gonna blanket solicit money. But look at the right. roundabout way he does it. All right. Oh, good. Good. Let
0: us. Report.com. It's just what it sounds like. Just like Andrew Shear lets the CBC report, we'll go to a conservative event and, and hand him the petition. <laughs> Unless they hand us a, 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 again, Andrew Shear and I are old friends. Surely he'll treat us. <laughs> He's a very nice guy. We get along really great.
1: Yeah, and I hope they. And here's the thing: it's like he keeps on like referring back to like the CBC today still being corrupted by Jean And It's like, why are they being so nice to the CBC when they're associated with Jean Comanche, and they won't even like they'll handcuff us and take us out. But right, and it was, let's hear. I guess he's still talking about the petition, but eventually he's going to get to his money pitch.
0: The third thing I'd like you to do is please help us keep on reporting. No matter who kicks us out, no matter how many lawyers we have to hire, I just got off the phone with David. And I've told him to keep asking Andrew Sheer questions, not Gotcha. I want to
1: questions. pause that because in case you're confused, the live stream hasn't started yet. So this is this is Ezra's preamble before they do the hour long uh, okay. live show. So just so, just, just so that you are sure that he wants your money. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's the thing is, it happened. This is this is Ezra. Ezra had this petition like ready to fucking go. All right. It's <laughs> like literally hour, like an hour after God. Menzies is arrested, and he's already just like, I need the petition. He was prepared. Yeah. yeah. He came ready.
0: Asking real questions, the kind the CBC would never ask him. Questions like these. Justin Trudeau's campaign platform calls for a new political censorship of the Internet. Do you support or oppose this? It's a good question. Hey, Andrew, if elected, would you end the $600 million newspaper bailout?
1: So that's the answer. Thing. Questions that he already knows the answer
0: the reason why to and the media
2: framed it in
1: a very negative way. So media party, it's because of Unifor, <coughs> but it's also because of the bailout.
0: Hey, Andrew, if elected, would you privatize the CBC? Hey, Andrew, what do you think the optimum number of immigrants is each year for Canada? And so many more. Those aren't trick questions. No, they're soft. They're questions any conservative should answer, but they're questions that only Rebel News would ask. I mean...
2: Only we would feed you from our hand in exactly that manner.
1: (laughs) Well, I think it's the the last question there, and this is something, uh, do I get into it here? I can't remember, but we covered it in our very first episode, which is he asked Shear that already, and Shear gave him what I thought was a pretty decent answer for Andrew (laughs) Shear, which isn't saying much. But Andrew Shear was basically like, you can't come up with a number because it's going to depend on a lot of variables. Like essentially was the answer. And so Ezra found that to be not a good answer. You need to come up with the definitive number of immigrants that we need to have in this country. And if you're wrong about that, that means chaos and white genocide, I, I really, really love that.
2: It. It, it, it really is just like, he he basically sat there and like came up with this, like, you know, somewhere on the cutting room floor, he yeah. was just sort of like, you know, this will be a great one. You know, like yeah, we can, can, if we can get an exact number of how many we... migrants we're wail- willing to tolerate, well, we then. It.
1: We already got to the beginning of this, but he's saying we're not going to ask them gotcha questions like the CBC. That is a, like what he's describing is a total gotcha <laughs> but question. But he doesn't even realize didn't it. didn't have the number?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, he, <laughs> he, went, he went through that. Like, you know, he thought that was fucking genius. Yeah. Like,
0: Pressing sheer about ending the media bailout. My goal as the publisher of Rebel News is to do journalism, to tell the other side of the story. Now, most of the time, that means asking accountability questions of the liberals, NDP, and Greens, because the mainstream media never does
1: that. And I'm soft posit here, but again, this is the third thing, and he still hasn't said what the third thing is
0: yet. We lean conservative here at Rebel News, and we wear our s- heart on our sleeves. We want Trudeau gone. I just wrote a best-selling book called. He the still Libranos,
2: sounds like he's
1: going to he burst out in tears any second.
0: I think it's pretty clear what I stand for.
1: He also he- said that the Libranos is a bestseller. I have no clue what it's a bestseller on. <laughs> but apparently, his new book is the a stats. bestseller. maybe. I don't. But where? Where? Like, he it's is it a New somewhere. York Times bestseller? <laughs> it's just. It's a, it's best a bestseller seller.
2: among, like, internet grifters. How about
0: that? Now for 30 years. But that doesn't mean we're going to let Andrew Shear become like Justin Trudeau. Having police arrest David Menzies and handcuff him was a Trudeau move. Not a move any conservative should be proud of. Actually, it's worse. I've never actually seen Trudeau have someone arrested of you. You can help us out at LetUsReport.com. Sign our petition to Andrew Shear to let us report. Then you can click on the link on that page to see all of our campaign plans And our campaign budget there, too. We're spending thousands of dollars flying David and our other journalists around the country covering political events. Andrew Shear might think at war with us at the Rebel. We're actually not at war with him. We just want to be able to do our job, which is reporting. And we will do our job, whether he likes it or not. So go to LetUsReport.com to sign the petition to Andrew Shear, And if you want us to keep going, if you want Andrew Scheer to stop acting like Justin Trudeau, you can chip it. Oh, he landed it. There oh. is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it took a bit. We don't he... get Soros oh, money he's... like those damn yeah. liberals.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing: is like, he's like loaded with coke money. Like, do you really need? Do you really need like your uh, grumpy old people with their pension checks donating you like twenty? Because here's the thing: in the live chat that we're going to get to, he's got so many people donating like like twenty or thirty bucks on like super chats. Oh, the, like on YouTube, and here's the thing: it's like this is one reason that where like I agree with the whole sort of like deplatforming thing. If if Alex Jones is not allowed to use YouTube anymore to like get super chats and monetize right, like sure. that, why is Rebel uh, somehow excused from this and allowed to?
2: I mean, you know. I I would say like, and I think that this is like this isn't a very good argument for reasons that I affirm as part of the argument, but like in a situation where you know, like these things kind of worked more fluently and people actually had a voice. Like, you know, I'm pretty fucking sure that like, you know, just the political circumstances of such a situation would basically render those people irrelevant in the fucking first place. But, like, obviously that isn't a short-term solution. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's why it kind of sabotages itself. But that's part of the exact thing, is that in a situation like this, it needs to be recognized that, like, you know, you can't just sort of sit there constantly siding with this one particular side that already has power. By the way, you have tons of it, Ezra, you absolute scumbag (laughs) grifter. Like, give me a fucking break. There you are. Like, you've how much fucking money is he making off this nonsense?
1: We don't have those exact numbers. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Have well, I'm
2: that, pretty you know, sure you're fucking well
1: off. They move right into uh, yeah, 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 the yeah. live the live show now. And live. I, I took a clip of one of these super chats that they get, and so pay attention to what the user's name is for the very first super chat that they oh, get no. on the live stream.
0: By the way, I see a super chat now, David. You know what I'm talking about? A super chat. Yes, is when folks. Chip in five bucks, ten bucks, whatever. I
1: love like he has to describe what super chats are to Dave yeah. Menzies.
0: <laughs> Comment is put in a highlighted color. So Justin, I see just the one from Proud Boys Calgary. <laughs> so this has met Medoid on Saturday. <laughs> Nicest guy ever. <laughs> shame on the morals who rejected him. And even greater shame on the oh <laughs> oh my Zero. They they,
1: they don't even F- As no State sixty nine it. like, Proud Boy Calgary. Just boom. And he just like doesn't even address it just that's that's the guy dropping some super chats. Rock. oh my god and so like again he made he had to have made a couple hundred bucks on the super chats alone in that uh that live stream moving right along <laughs> uh, let's get into a bit of uh what happened so what <laughs> did fucking happen i'm so lost actually yeah, so they, they go into a bit of the details here. I
0: saw a tweet from the Globe and Mail just saying this happened. Yeah. David Aiken, some rebel...
1: The setup of this is, I guess, so as David's being arrested, of course, like a lot of the media there that are covering this are like tweeting about it and filming it or whatever. And so the thing is like they are sort of like connected with the media like in the past, like I think both uh, Menzies and Ezra worked for uh, Sun Media. And stuff like this. So they know some of the reporters. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so this That's, guy... That surprises me in absolutely no way at all. Yeah, so they're covering this one dude and who sent out a tweet. His name's Clay Aiken. And apparently they used to work together. And Ezra sort of he, like he's leads got into a name. this clip by saying, oh, they didn't even name Menzies in the tweet. They just said some individual, right? So this is like the lead into to this thing. So they're trying <laughs> to frame it as like, the media are these bad guys who are covering us all wrong. Basically. Right, the media,
2: yeah. but not the, the ones media we party.
0: I saw a tweet from the Globe and Mail just saying this happened. Yeah. David Aiken, some rebel reporter. You and I used Holy to cow, work. David said that. Let me let me call that. Can you call it <laughs> David Akin? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Well, Akin worked with you and me yeah. at the Sun News Network. He worked some, with you a hundred times, <laughs> and he calls you a some guy from oh, Rebel no. Media. <laughs> uh, I guess that's what happens when you're on the payroll of Unifor, yeah. because Glenn McGregor, Unifor journalist at CTV. Yeah. David Aiken, Unifor Journalist at Global. Um, I forget the name of the lady from the Global Mail, Unifor Journalist. Yep. So three Unifor Journalists, each of whom is personally contributing from their own pocket to an anti-Trudeau, sorry, pro-Trudeau, anti-sheer campaign.
1: They really don't understand how unions work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really really is. There's no way that the fact that you get dues taken off your check every month or whenever your check is handed out. That somehow that like equates to you automatically being politically
4: biased. Yeah, yeah. Booga booga, it's the onions. Yeah.
0: Not one of them said a word about your arrest.
4: Yeah, and I did ask them that. I said, what about, you know, uh, some solidarity here, brothers? and I'm
2: sure that's exactly what you <laughs> fucking said. No,
1: no,
4: it is. It actually is. And it's really? Amazing.
1: He's being arrested and handcuffed, and he's looking at them, and he's like, hey, where's some solidarity, brothers yeah. and sisters? All of a sudden, I'm considering you working class. Yeah.
2: Like...
4: The most frustrating thing of all was that they wouldn't even give me an answer. Now, after I got kicked to the sidewalk before the arrest happened, Ezra, uh, Mitch Potter from the Toronto Star approached me. Uh, fr- first time I've ever met him. I know the byline. Mm. Uh, very friendly guy. And uh, I recorded the interaction. And I said, you know, Mitch, you know what gets me is that if this was happening to you, I would have gone to bat for you. I but,
0: believe that, by the way. Yeah, I would. That's would've. what we do. We're a free speech group. Here.
4: Exactly. But none of you came to my defense. And his rebuttal was, well, you know, Dave, you got to have to understand i'm paraphrasing now but it's on the tape that you know any can you stop spazzing out out a press conference and and we don't know who we're going to bat for and i said bitch our rebel news it's four years old you you know what the rebel is we're pleading with you guy before rebel news we're castaways from sun news network right we were part of the mainstream puppy eyes (laughs) shit going on right here
1: (laughs) break up the street
4: there it is
1: (laughs) but you you picked up on it too it's that kind of like hey boss hey, what what are you doing (laughs) fuck it like just like puppy
2: dog eyes like oh my god oh my god I'm not. I'm not some crank off the street. Why? Why you gotta be joshing me around like this? We boss? were too, literally too <laughs> insane for Sun Media. Please take us seriously.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So, and again, uh, him him saying we go back, go to bat for anyone on these free speech grounds. Uh, not a word no, on no, the trust no, and no, no, break no, no, no. case, right? No. Like, they're clear. Anyway, so then they uh, they they pull up live. The tweet from David Aiken uh, this is where it gets like. I still love friggin- the fact that you called him Clay Aiken, I, I earlier. That's a I, very different. I have it person. written in my notes as Clay Akin too. So <laughs> that is, yeah, <laughs> there,
2: that, that is your gaffe of the fucking section mm-hmm. right
0: oh. here. We've got here. Let me show you David Akin's tweet. The CPC, conservative leaders, who had just removed an individual from the room where Andrew Shearer, <laughs> because that individual was not accredited media, that individual was David. Minty. So I'm
1: going to pause it here. Because he just finished reading the tweet, and it did say David Menzies. So now here's like two seconds ago, they were just riffing on the fact that they didn't even say your name. And now they realize that they got the tweet wrong, and that the reporter actually did say his name. And then watch as like, you got to be a little quiet. That becomes the bad thing now. No, no, you got to watch as like, okay. they're trying to figure, they're buffering in real time, <laughs> trying to figure out how <laughs> to spin this so, so that they yeah. can still like frame David Aiken in a bad way. But, like, ignore the fact that they were completely wrong about framing oh, it in the first imaginary place. imaginary so, algorithms yeah. in front of their face. Watch
0: this. It's beautiful. Okay, so he did name you. I thought I was looking at another uh, tweet. So he did name you there. Um, so, again, Unifor journalist. Yeah. Taking his own union dues to pay for uh, a pro-Trudeau campaign. Yeah. A bailout journalist, as the Unifor journalist saw. Yes. Um. I guess he did use your name. Wow. Thank you, David. Uh,
4: What's with what the individual part? Is he worried about misgendering? Yeah,
0: <laughs> but the weird thing is, why would he not say one word about free speech? This
1: <laughs> <laughs> like what a what? fucking journey. What did you like? You could, that pause too was not edited. They like they froze. They were like, what do we say? What do we say? What do we say? And then you had then Menzies. Well, gender guys, yes. right? What's with that? And again, I. Uh, I think I was talking to you before we started recording, but Menzies is someone who's like, you can feel the transphobia off of him. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that that's the first thing that he goes to all right, the time. Right, right, yeah. Uh, and even when he does his it's coverage. It's not
2: even a joke. It's just like, uh, misgendering guys, am I right?
1: No, like, even when he does his coverage,
2: it's so. Uh, what's, what's with pronouns? What's with those things? It's,
1: well, it's not even that. He refuses to say pronouns. So, so here's, here's the thing. No, uh, he doesn't. He probably says he, she all the time. No, okay. I, I mean, like, correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but he... he uh e- Every time they've covered a trans person, both him and Ezra always use the person's oh, dead I'm name love this. and Let's uses this. the wrong pronoun. Right. Always. That's always. just how they talk about trans What if they don't people. know it?
2: Uh, what if they don't have a dead name? I'm your worst fucking nightmare, by the way. That's... Like, you can call me a dude if you want, because I know I'm more a one than you, and I'm a girl, you
1: piece of shit. But he gets, eight, well, because there was one- How fucking tall is it he? It was like a trans person on Twitter that All they right. couldn't realize what uh, their dead name was, so they used her original name. But when they know your dead name, they'll, right. they'll use it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: cool. How tall? David Menzies looks kind of tall. I don't know how tall. That's okay. What's... David Menzies, again, he, he reminds me of the, that mob boss person. He's tall in the back, just like, hey, boss. Hey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sort of the, like, jar head who accompanies yes, the like, like girl around. Head. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know, boss. Like...
1: So then they discuss. So I'm going to, uh, right after this, get into the scene that I'm pretty sure David uh, has committed a crime in the past. Uh, but they're going to talk about again how nice David is. So, David, don't make no fuss. Oh, yeah, Wonderful. I mean,
0: it's true. I think you are, in some ways, the <laughs> nicest reporter here.
1: But, oh, <laughs> shucks, boss. Like, <laughs> yeah, not, so the best is like right here, uh, Ezra's going to give like an accounting of each person's personality on The Rebel. And, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just. the best thing so we played a clip uh last week of ezra just ending it going like oh i'm mad (laughs) and like we joked about it but listen
0: how he describes himself by that yes (laughs) i get mad (laughs) Kian <laughs> gets scrappy. Yeah. <laughs> Sheila will bust your balls. Yeah.
1: And Sheila's terribly boring. Like she, she, she can't bust this is anyone's like, balls. But she's,
2: this is like their imaginary like oh, idea yeah. of what women are like. So like basically anyone, any woman who isn't like, you know, I, chances are that by these guys, yeah, she's like, got a
1: bit of spunk. I guess. Yeah. A yeah. Bit she's more spunky. Yeah.
2: She's spunky. Yeah. That that's exactly the term. I'm quite sure that they would fucking use. Let's continue. But she's here.
1: But then the other nine.
0: person. That's true. Jessica is sweet. Yes. Oh,
1: she's
2: sweet.
0: And
1: Jessica is like the, uh-huh. their new Lauren Southern. Uh-huh. So that's uh-huh. Jessica's
0: sweet. But you, I mean, I remember when you were being hit with a pink cane <laughs> by Jonathan Yaniv out there in Vancouver. You were being hit
2: by a cane. Oh, boy. A pink there's cane. a fun one.
0: You didn't swear. And uh, No. You didn't swear. No. Th- you are the guy being hit with a cane. You won't even swear. Friend to all, when you're interviewing... People who are antagonistic to you. You even say Mr. or Sir. Like, I think you are the most polite person.
2: I like how he said that I, right after talking I, about I, a trans
1: woman. You
0: swear, David. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. And I mean, I use one or two swear. <laughs> So anyone who's saying, "Oh, David was making a fuss," that's just a lie. They're they're, they're lying.
1: David don't make no fuss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Jesus Christ. David David does indeed make a fuss. In the original clip that we had, that I was like, he committed a crime, was this pink cane incident, which is yeah, just okay. Let's talk did. about that. There's one that I'm I have a, can so, have some fun talking <laughs> about. So. I don't know. Do you want to talk about it first or hear the clip of? Oh, David let's hear the fucking clip. Let's up, fucking so. do this.
2: Now I'm excited. So, now I get to talk so. <laughs> about Jessica, fucking Yanev.
1: And because we'll, here's the thing: the Jessica Yanev case is she's not necessarily how about, the. How beacon. about we we we? Let's do oh, no, no. This. I, I just okay. want to like frame this before you hear it because here's here's what I don't are, right. or the worry of of what could happen from the other side, which is that. They see any defense as a full throated defense right. of Jessica and Eve. And I don't necessarily think that everything that Jessica and Eve has done is something worth defending. However, no. that doesn't take away from pretty the pretty fact that very what you're going to hear fact. is harassment of her. And mm-hmm. even if she's a terrible human being, harassing her is still harassing her. Right. right. So we're going to listen to the very awkward, and it's a bad recording because, uh, anyways, so this is David uh, kind of doing criminal things, in my opinion. <laughs> Me, man. No, you, 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 oh my goodness, he's running
2: now.
4: He's running. Oh.
2: Where's the mobility, Scooter? He really sounds like he's getting like hit hard right
4: now. You're not going to go closer. And that hey, hey! You're not going to go hey! You Don't you touch not me? Going to go. Don't you touch me? You're not going to go closer. <laughs> No, get away Don't go you? Get you better not. You better get not. No, you make go contact. Go. You're gonna go, go, go to go go jail. I, you are going to jail. Huh? Go I know. Go hey, go don't go touch go. me. Go You're going, go go going to jail. Go Jonathan, go why do you take, Why do you send sexually explicit messages to young girls?
3: Go away. You're going
4: to jail. Go away. My Why are you? Go away. you Go away. Go away. You just smashed your cane over my head. Go away. You go away. Well, that certainly wasn't ladylike behavior on the behalf of Jonathan, a.k.a. Jessica Yaniv. When oh, f-
1: my God. When I first heard that, keep in mind, like, we just did this to our audience, which is play this weird clip of audio with no <laughs> video context. Uh, so... In the context of the show, you You better not assault me. You heard the music playing in the beginning, and then all of a sudden this clip plays, and so the music is like we're moving to a new segment. So when I first heard this, I was completely devoid of any context. I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? And then you watch the video, and David is like running after her, and again dead naming her, misgendering her. And then it is like insulting her for her disability, right? And getting in her way. And here's the thing, so you have someone with a mobility issue and now you're blocking them yeah. from being able to move. No, and you not. have you have uh the the people with Jessica being like, "Go. You're not welcome here. Leave us alone. Leave us alone." Repeatedly. And he refuses and keeps getting in their faces until uh eventually Jessica does use her cane to like poke them away. Right.
2: And then that's when... Oh, they're because like, he's cause... literally getting up in her face and, like, right. physically impeding her. Like, that's... Yeah. While also, again, like, harassing her. Like, quite obviously. Like, I mean, obviously. Like, okay. So, obviously, you know... I mean, when I first heard, yeah.
1: saw that, well, heard it and then saw it, I was like, if I was Jessica Yaniv, I'm pretty sure that I have a good case. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's no, no, no.
2: I mean, from that alone, there's no reason not I mean, to I, like I, her other... Well, I mean... I mean... If there's no reason to like her. I... The, the yeah. Point is, like, point no, is, she's, she's
1: yeah, a co- a he was harassing her. But yeah.
2: He was harassing her. I mean, I don't think that she's that complicated, but in this kind of situation, you know, like, I mean, I have problems with Jessica Yaniv. I would take out shit on Jessica Eve, but I wouldn't do it by fucking, like, misgendering her and making fun of her disability. Like, obviously, that's fucked right up. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, anyway. I mean, that that's that's <clears throat> basically it, but it's, Again, it's amazing to me that the way they're I'm being framing...
2: very res- re- very respectful by right. calling you sir over and over, like you know, obviously makes... that is disingenuous.
1: <laughs> David makes no fuss, no, and it's like
2: that this... was not making a fuss at all. Like literally stalking someone, misgendering them over and over and over again, asking them loaded questions, and then and and this acting clip like that you're I played
1: happened a month ago. Right. So it's like recent events,
2: but this is what they do, you know. Like if yeah. you go to those Pegida rallies, it's the same shit. Where they're constantly trying to piss you off and whatever, and get you to getting you to basically trying to get you to smack them one. Uh, and then if they were to do that, then it, they'd have it all on fucking video, and then they'd put it on fucking
1: YouTube. Yeah, it's it's this like, it's a hyper masculine masculine behavior. Like we're the tough guys. We're right. gonna go in there, and then it was like I bet they've been in the fucking like Marines or some shit. And the only reason you want to frame him as being like such a softy, nice guy now is because he got arrested. And you want to say that, like, oh, the cops overreacted in some way or like if I was if I was behaving overly aggressive, that's when you should have arrested me. But I wasn't behaving that way. And meanwhile, I'm thinking like this. This isn't just something that happened a month ago, like just uh, two weeks ago. Three weeks ago, I can't remember we did an episode where Ezra goes through like a demo reel of like past things. It was to open up the campaign coverage and be like, "Look, oh this is my, my team, and this God. is the stuff that they've done right And they played clip after clip of like David Menzies harassing people in the street and like chasing them down <laughs> and so it's like this is this is all that rebel does. So all the So reporters... fucking normal oh. and yet, to frame them as like oh we're just we're just a bunch of softies,
2: yeah uh, so we we, we never <laughs> swear. Right. We never swear. We're very polite. We 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 respect our family and we respect God and we yeah. respect each other. And uh <laughs> and um so we're going to uh,
1: I'm trying to do this episode in chronological order. Okay, sorry. It's so well no, I'm just framing this because it's an emotional roller coaster Because, um, like, the trans stuff, you're just like, oh, that's heavy. Why are they being harassers, committing yeah. crimes? And now we're going to get to the most ridiculously hilarious thing I've ever heard in my life, which is them describing the incident of uh, David Menzies being hit by the bus. That he claims he was hit by Shears' campaign bus. And here's the thing is, when I first heard that claim, I immediately was like, I need to see video of David Menzies being hit by a bus. And then I found out there's no video of this. Uh-huh. And then I got super suspicious. So here's David Menzies explaining what I'm calling the in.
0: That's it. That's it. So that was the bus. Then you were on the sidewalk? That's right, yes. So you were standing on the public pedestrian sidewalk. I want to confirm that because I think that's an important point.
4: Right. So the sidewalk ends for the driveway of the community yeah. center. And there is... Um, I'm not in a live lane of traffic Ezra right there is a stop sign the bus has to stop whether there's a person there or not there's a stop sign even though it's in a a private parking lot And that
0: was going to be the backdrop and that was eight seconds long is that is that right eight seconds yeah eight seconds yeah so before they
4: play the the clip uh, so it's an eight
1: second clip of uh, him basically being arrested I'll give you the full context of what happened so David Menzies is in the event he, he somehow got let in by the cons- some conservative staffer, let him in at first, and then they realized who it was and then they kicked him out. So they drag uh, David Menzies out of the building and then they basically tell David Menzies that you you can't f- film here, do your thing. Please go out there. So then David Menzies gets the idea that I'm going to wait by the sidewalk and basically yell at the bus as it comes. But then, as they're letting Shear onto the bus and he's yelling at them, that's when the RCMP basically push him to the ground and handcuff him. And so, the eight-second clip that you're you gonna hear—so the eight-second clip that you're gonna hear is the actual like cops pushing him down to the ground. And then, yeah. apparently, after that occurs, is when the bump uh, by the bus uh, occurs.
0: Yeah, eight seconds. And what did they say to you when they grabbed that from you? I didn't quite hear it. Play it again, Justin.
4: Yeah, no, huh? no, no, so no. I'm just, I'm
0: just, move. I am, I'm just go, trying sir. to get a, a, a move, an answer. Move, Excuse, move.
4: Me. Move, Excuse me.
0: Sir. I think I just heard them say move.
4: <laughs> well, I know at one point, um, the female RCMP officer said, uh, I'm trying to prevent you from getting hit by the bus. And the very next second you hear. I'm getting hit by the bus. You got hit
0: by the bus? Well,
4: for whatever reason, like if I'm the bus driver, Ezra, right, you yeah. know, even if I'm, you know, being somewhat obnoxious by delaying them a few mm-hmm. seconds, if there's anybody in front of my bus, I'm dropping anchor. Yeah. I'll let the know, police. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you
0: know. first of all, you know, eight seconds isn't going to kill you. Yeah. It's a stop light. It's your pedestrian. Pedestrians have the right of way Correct. on a sidewalk. Correct. Sorry, I said stop light. I mean stop sign. Stop sign. Yeah. Are you saying he bumped you?
4: Well, I not intentionally. He was trying to, you know, make a
0: veer around. But, the, well, you the don't, commotion. neither of us know his intentions. Yes, what that, are you that, saying? not true. intentionally?
4: I would give the bus driver the ban for the All doubt, right, well,
0: you're okay. nicer than he was. Okay. So you're saying he bumped you?
4: Yeah. He
0: bumped you? 100%. And So uh, I just want, I'm going to ask you a fourth time. Okay. He bumped you? Yes. <laughs> the bus driver bumped you. It's the bus stopped? Um, <laughs> kind of, that's so a how question. did it bump you if it was stopped? <laughs> It's a good
4: question sir, cuz my back was to the bus. So he like turned the wheel and bumped. That's what what part of was bumped? <laughs> uh, my the... back. Did it hurt? Not really. He wasn't going that fast. So he, he was trying to get around the commotion and get on the road.
0: Yeah. So it really wasn't
4: a big deal. And I don't think it was a, a prudent idea because uh, oh you know, who, God forbid
0: he has to wait 5 seconds on the on the pedestrian <laughs> stop stop. <laughs> exactly. And maybe he's being
4: egged on in the bus. Like, come on, move it. Get out of here. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know. Eight seconds. <laughs> God forbid.
0: God forbid. My
2: fucking God. I just love the fact that, like, David is honestly, like, he's really not <laughs> that, like, pissed off by the fact that he got kind of bumped by a bus. You,
0: like...
1: you know what I'm saying? Just... And
2: Ezra's really trying to convince him that this is incriminating <laughs> shit. fucking like... Long
1: pause and, like, did you get bumped? Yes. <laughs> yeah. but he, he bumped like, you. The, the reason why the, he's doing this is because when... <clears throat> The clip that we played last week, which was the breaking news, uh, was basically after this had all happened, uh, they then are taking him to this SUV that they're going to take him to the station or whatever, and they have him handcuffed, sort of leaning against the SUV, and the press is now surrounded Menzies, and Menzies, while handcuffed, is now giving this, like... Uh, very calm, delivered, like, this is what happened. And then they kicked me out. And he's, like, going through all the the things. And he says in that thing that, and then the campaign bus hit me. And, like, all the reporters are like, oh, right? And so Ezra probably only got that tidbit and then, like, got uh, Menzies right out of the thing and then comes to here thinking, I've got this beautiful thing where you got hit by a bus and we can use that to, like... Come on, guy. Help me sell this. (laughs) (laughs) And and it clearly was not as big a deal as as Menzies. (laughs) Did it hurt? I mean, not really.
2: Like... (laughs)
1: Oh my god! And it's like Menzi is completely oblivious to the fact of like Ezra trying that he's like sitting
2: there trying to figure out how to make this into new. Give me me the
1: stuff! Come on! Oh my god! Incredible! Incredible! I love it! I love it! Oh my! When I first heard that, I was crying. I was laughing so hard I couldn't take
2: it. Let me me just ask you one more time.
1: Yeah, he bumped you. yes (laughs) yes <laughs> yeah 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 that that happened the bumpening that's the
2: <laughs> i don't even know like okay but it, yeah it was on the sidewalk so like p- probably it was like pulling into something like it you almost got... ends up sounding the way that ezra is trying to put it that like this bus literally swerved onto the sidewalk to try and hit him like
1: uh i don't even, like it could have just been that he fell into the bus like i my, yeah, yeah. my money is that. Well, again, th- 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 the audio
2: seems to imply that. That he basically, like, kind of, like, he was he handcuffed, was t- yeah. and the, like, cop was trying to get him to, like, fucking, like, chill out so that he doesn't get hit by a bus. And he was like, no, 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 I got this, guys. <laughs> like. So, <laughs> oh. again, roller coaster
1: rats. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's now... just
2: so much. So We're... much.
1: <laughs> so, the next piece that we move into is. In the middle of this, like, uh, online live chat thing that they're doing, they decide to discuss a bit about Shear versus Bernier. Because they're realizing in the moment that, uh, so far during the election, there's been this tension between the fact that they know that the PPC doesn't have a chance.
5: Yet, right. they're
1: ideologically in support of the PPC, pretty much on everything. Yeah. But they're aware that the conservatives stand a better chance at winning. So they're constantly playing this kind of, like, in-between game.
2: Right.
1: And... You can even see this on their t-shirt sales on their website because they have a shirt that says something like Sheer Up, Trudeau won't be Prime Minister for that long. And it's got a picture of Andrew Shearer on it. And they have another one that says Bernier Bro and it's in the style of like Bernie. And it's got Bernier with like sunglasses. Yeah. Okay. So they've got shirts for both parties and they're kind of like playing both teams here. Uh, they got hats. Two <laughs> yes. different hats. But then listen to... Listen to how they, they talk about each candidate.
4: But you know, Andrew, like, what I'm trying to get in my mind, I'm trying to understand this. Andrew Scheer shutting us down, especially with the demographics of our viewership. I'm going to bet there's going to be a whole lot of our audience really pissed off
0: that this happened. Well, you know, half our audience is Andrew Scheer people. Half our audience is Maxime Bernier people. And I see both sides of the story. I like Maxime Bernier's style, his panache. I like how tough he is on the issues. I I like the fact that he calls out the BS in the media party. And I like the fact that he talks about real issues like open borders, immigration, political correctness, and global warming. Correct. I like Andrew Scheer for one reason. He's the only person who can beat... Justin Trudeau, if yeah. anyone can. Yeah. So that's why I like the two candidates and our audience is down the middle. But I think our audience will be appalled yes. by this. And as you said earlier.
2: They're trying to forward that pipeline right there. Keep now, it
1: moving. It's really weird because this is like, he's he has said more positive things about Shear in the past. But here you could tell the only thing that he likes about Shear is the fact that he has a chance at winning. Oh yeah. And like, the other thing that interested me about this live stream was a lot of the super chats that were coming in. We're constantly talking about how like Ezra's being a cuck for not backing. Burnham. Right. And there was an episode that occurred in one of the week things, but I didn't clip this particular thing where you can kind of tell that Ezra is starting to move away from sheer. And mm-hmm. I think part of that is opportunism in that right. Sheer's clearly not allowing them in. He's clearly arresting their reporters right? and he's getting his fans are becoming mad at him for not more fully endorsing Bernier. And he's in this like weird position. So I'm curious to see how that's going to develop.
2: I do feel like, you know, part of it, part of it is really just, again, that conservative to PPC pipeline moving. Like, I think that that's a lot of what's going on right there. But it's also like, you know, in terms of sort of what's going on in a, most, in a more immediate context, it is something where like for Ezra to maintain his audience, he basically has to play exactly that part of the one pushing that pipeline forward. Okay. Like, and so I think that like, you know, it, 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 he, he's following the money ultimately. And his entire thing is based on harnessing this kind of, marginal group of extreme right uh weirdos um who basically constitute sort of the you know this this combination of the ppc and the kind of the rightward demographic of the conservatives and like so by harnessing that kind of thing he manages in a way actually to create awkwardly enough more unity he's sitting there and like creating his own ongoing demographic and in the in in in, you know the actual effect of this is to push people rightward um and of course that's part of his objective as well
1: well i wonder if there's doing so as an opportunity. i wonder if there's two things playing in his head too but because i think ezra is someone who remembers the past that he used to have he used to have access and so I feel like the struggle, and it gets back to even. Well, he has how, to reach out. That's, that's well, why. Like, but I think this gets yeah. back to the issue with how he covered the blackface thing, too. Right. Because I think part of it in his head is if I just play my cards right, eventually I'll be let back into the fold, and people like Andrew Shear will accept me again. Ah. Right? Because he wants to go back to the pre 2017 days before everyone realized. So. What happened, what happened basically was after Charlottesville... You well, can only do so much of that. Though. After Charlottesville happened, the conservatives distanced themselves hardcore from rebel media. Right. Uh, and so he really wants to get back into that fold. But then again, he's realizing that the only people who have stuck around with him <laughs> are the far right people who are backing Bernier. Right. And he even admits that Bernier is even hitting all the ideological points. The only difference is Bernier is being protested on all these things where it's like he misses the old days where he used to have access to the upper echelons of like the conservative right. party. Right. Back
2: when back in the sun days. Yeah. But he obviously apparently. Yeah. Again, he was doing that whole puppy dog eyes thing earlier about, you know, please take pity on us. We used to work for Sun and then they were very mean and it kicked us out.
1: So. Now, again, with the roller coaster, we're going to go back into some <laughs> transphobia. You ready for this?
2: Okay, sure, sure, sure. That's what I'm good at talking about, after all. I have genders.
0: Was that pervert with the cane ever arrested for assaulting David? <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, I'll, I'll speak to that. Uh-huh. So,
1: you got a super chat. I guess I cut off the very beginning of there, but the, the super chat basically asked them about the Eve thing, and is Eve going to be arrested for assaulting you with the cane?
0: Which is, <laughs> so we've had discussions with the police there. Yep. But I have not seen an arrest yet, and... I don't want to give away any behind-the-scenes communications, yeah. but it is an outrage yeah. that he is not yet been charged with assault. I, I have never in my life seen a more clearly documented case of assault and battery yeah. as that. And I think the RCMP are increasingly politicized, and they're very scared of the trans issue. I think you're right. The only thing they're more scared of than Justin Trudeau and SNC-Lavalin... Is my ass! trans extremists like jonathan yu
2: sorry that was was right right <laughs> next to the mic right there i just you just, like... just peeked everything well good yeah. thing it was playing with like, i guess yeah it, everything that's but... fucking cut right out right there like crunch
1: like anyway do you think that the rcmp is afraid of trans activists do you think that's an accurate
2: <laughs> i mean i think that they're afraid of like every single person who has a vested interest against them and therefore yes
1: like I mean, but it's not a fear of them not wanting to like prosecute you or.
2: Uh, I mean they they like I mean fucking like oh, I trans say pe- you
1: but like trans right. people in general
2: like tr- trans people get arrested for jaywalking like it's a fucking thing that actually happens like or their concerns don't get <laughs>
1: investigated uh, yeah yeah.
2: No, I mean, on a, le- a level of structural violence, yes, they absolutely
1: are part of maintaining all of that. It annoys the hell out of me that we we played the clip of David Menzies getting hit with the cane and all the harassment that led up to the hitting of the cane. Right. And and it's like they see it as like, we're the victims when you, when like they're completely unaware of. Of the fucking violence that they're causing to, to communities by constantly harassing them and I mean, refusing I don't the that they tr- see... to treat them with decency. Yeah, like, I, I don't think that in they input. see trans yeah. people as people. No, well, like, they don't at all. Which is like ironic that they think that somehow the RCMP are are afraid of trans activists. Like it's it's right. completely through their now, narrow perspective. When I
2: say of, that the RCMP are afraid of trans activists, I mean it in like a political way, not right. in a like they're sitting they and they're don't, quivering in not quivering. The their RCMP
1: seats. might not want to appear to be discriminatory right trance, but then does shit that is yeah. obviously just they're certainly
2: f- not following our lead on anything right they're just in fact it's the exact opposite you know
1: so they're gonna uh talk a bit more about uh what you can do to to pitch in and as going through what the petition looks like and yeah. look at specifically what he fixates on G-
2: give funny. him paypal him for his emotional labor
0: so it's a petition why did andrew Shear send police to arrest reporter david menzies and then there's a little video I did. I cannot believe it. We sent David the Menzoid Menzies. They arrested him. He said we were welcome. Um, who ordered the arrest? Why did it happen? He was on a sidewalk. Here's three things you can do. Tell your local conservative candidate this is nuts. Sign our petition to Andrew Shearer by adding your name below. And finally, please keep us help us keep on reporting no matter who kicks us out. We're going to ask questions like these.
2: This is a really circuitous and way of you,
0: saying give so me money. if you money. click down, you can sign the petition. He's
2: looking for the I donate And I
0: think button. there's a link there somewhere if you want to chip in to actually donate. Mm. Looks like we have 297 comments already, which oh, is great. Wow. And uh, there should be a link there and a, and a way to chip in to help keep covering the various candidates. And, oh, the the donate is up in the... Corner there, we'll have to make sure to tell uh, our web team to make it more visible than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, because we got to, you know, we're not just covering candidates in the Toronto area.
2: Really, like, space blow up to that, space that space donation like.
0: Jessica's also here in the GTA, but we have been flying around. You even flew down to South Carolina to chase down the story the other day. So we do need the dough. Oh, I see <laughs> another chat from Anthony. <laughs> oh, right
2: oh did you see that guy? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Somebody just uh, paid
1: us. I just thought that, like, you could take, he's, like, looking for it. Like, where the fuck is that donate button? Uh-huh. Oh, we've got to make that bigger. We're, we're going no to to blow that elder, one up a little. Our elderly audience are not uh-huh. going to be able to find our donate. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Uh,
2: this is where your CPP goes, right here.
1: And so uh, the last clip that I have of this whole mess is mm, the very end me. where they're kind of... Uh, gloating about the coverage and this is why i sort of like framed the the ethical worries at the beginning of this because it's clear throughout this whole live stream that they did that the purpose is to make money that's the whole point of this whole theater of the absurd is just to line their pockets Uh, yeah yeah
2: yeah, no like it's it's just such obvious grifting
1: i should say before we get into it the the whole mob boss uh (laughs) mob friend thing really just it's beautiful to do that. Mwah, mwah. It's beautiful,
0: right? We do have a plan ready. God forbid one of the people in our company is arrested. I never thought it would be you, and I never thought it would be at the hands of the conservatives. I frankly thought it would be me at the hands of Justin Trudeau. Maybe that's my own narcissism, but I'm glad you're safe and sound.
4: Oh no, and you're much too important to be arrested. We, <laughs> we don't want the queen bee. To... Now, oh, a little oh. drone like
0: me. That's oh. a... <laughs> Thank you for your Well support. fought. You had. Oh my God. You kept your composure in a challenging situation in a manner that 99 out of 100 people would not have done. Feeding the dog. I get to say I myself would have been one of the 99 who would have lost their cool. You stayed calm and cool. That, that and was such like, a doggy you,
1: treat right there. You did such a good job at bringing in some money <laughs> by doing. By doing uh, such a display that you got arrested such that we can have more money. Yeah, yeah, he just got his fucking Scooby snack right there. And yes, boss, you're, you're the leader, boss. I'm just a drone. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> having been a drone, boss. Oh, my God. Oh my.
3: Well, looks like we've given the slip, Muggsy.
1: Yeah, Rocky, we
3: sure did. I wish I was smart like you, boss. Turn it on the radio.
5: Okay,
1: boss. Yeah, that, and- that is incredible. I love it so the only to to end our coverage of the, the right. main segment uh basically the next day Ezra does a sort of like again he wants to milk this for all that he can so we did two episodes in a row on this but the second day it was just ha- rehashing the material so it wasn't like that much to get into uh, but here's what I was saying about the whole like sheer Bernier dynamic because this episode definitely had a we're attacking sheer vibe to it uh and clearly this is because Shear just uh, arrested one of their reporters or like contributed to, to that happening. Uh and and one of the things that he sort of uh, frames with Shears is that like Shear didn't is basically this empty headed puppet figure that grew up in the conservative movement and they like passed around through various things to get to where he's going. And so therefore he's not someone with the kind of like ideas that a Bernier has and, and Bernier, like you could tell, he really means it. Where Shear is like doing it for political expedient purposes. That's kind of like the framing uh, uh, oh. that they they set it up as. Uh, they then end with sort of uh, this this clip of. So I guess after the live stream that they did, Menzies did able or was able to get himself to Brampton, to see Shear at another event, and he was allowed into this one, and again they told him like you're not allowed to ask questions, all this kind of stuff. But he eventually did get to ask a question and he filmed it. And he's like, do you believe in free speech, Shear? And Shear was basically like, yeah, I believe in free speech. And then he's like, well, then why'd you have me arrested earlier? And Sheer just ignores it more. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and so Fuck. that's kind of like where they end it. And, and like the one thing that I want to highlight here, which is like the whole thing that's really stupid about this is that- Wait, what? What? <laughs> well the thing
2: that's like really, we're gonna narrow it fucking down right well like, the whole
1: thing's fucking stupid yeah but i'm saying like the the general like framing of this thing why it's stupid right because i think that people don't have an idea of what campaign events are really like right and a lot of the time they're kind of staged in a specific way so the whole point is like they're especially like the thing in brampton where he yelled this thing at, to him and the thing where he got arrested they weren't uh the kind of things where it's like i'm it's a town hall i'm taking questions it was a kind of like staged photo op thing with your constituents in that riding, and the point is to like put on a show right and so you don't want someone like david menzies here now here's the thing is i'm cool with david menzies coming in there and disturbing shit just like i went to the bernier event and called him a bigot and got police escorted out of the bernier event Right? That's that's to be expected. I knew they don't want me right. there saying that shit, and that's the outcome. So yeah. if you're gonna be uh, Mr. David Menzies going into this event and causing a shit and they kick then you, you out... Then you're gonna get kicked out and cry after about it afterward because you're always the fucking <laughs> exactly. victim. Duh. And, and here's the thing is they have to know this clearly because... like they've been obviously they know it right so they're clearly just milking this and taking advantage of people it's almost as if
2: they invoke freedom of speech for no fucking reason because it makes them look like they're really you know that like they're the victims somehow they're being oppressed come with us mr. white man we will get you your dignity back because right now you're being oppressed by all these people who hate freedom of speech and so and it's like meanwhile actually you're just sort
1: of like cripplingly boring and you can't make a joke right like you know it's i was i attended uh After the writ drop, I attended Jagmeet's like opening thing because he was in London. And so like uh, I was there when he walked in to announce his campaign and all that fun stuff and was on national media. And if you actually watch the clip, uh, Jagmeet Singh comes up to the podium and he says, I'll take questions now or whatever. Right. And the press are all lined up to the scrum. And there was this one dude off to the side who said, I have a question. And, like, Jagmeet did a kind of, like, laughed and said, like, I'll get to you, and then, like, went to the media. And then Jagmeet's people, like, staffers came and talked to the guy, and the guy looked disgruntled, and they walked out of the room. And what I found out later was he was someone who knew that Jagmeet was in town. He wasn't an NDP people. And they weren't screening people, so the guy got into the room (laughs) for this, like, campaign opening thing. Right. And... uh, clearly was there to ask Jagmeet a heated question. Now, I don't know what the question was. Right. But what they did afterwards was they allowed him to talk to Jagmeet afterwards and ask him the question. But here's the thing is, the the setup was staged so that you have the press asking Jagmeet questions as the opening of the campaign. It's not like... Uh, i mean sheer might be different where he might be like i don't want to talk to the commenter <laughs> like, right. whatever. but the point is it's like it's not that these events are staged this way to prevent access or prevent questioning they're often staged just because like that's how the media is set up like we're going to be on national tv so the media has everything staged for how they do things uh and I'm not necessarily saying that's a, like even a good, good thing, but that's the way it's, it's done. The, the way yeah. it's done, and so like that's how Bernier is going to handle it too. Like yeah. it's not
2: actually weird. No, it's. Uh, I mean, it is weird, but it's. Well, okay, yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's not unusual. I should yeah. say. It, it, yeah. It's pretty much politics as usual, which of course is weird. But you know what I mean.
1: So I guess we'll end it there. I know. <laughs> yeah. Let's hit <end> on that. <laughs> like, oh my god. you've heard so far please
2: give us a few bucks over i'm really ancient- sorry for some of the things i've said tonight i just <laughs> want to be real fucking clear it's like i'm looking back on uh, on this and i'm just like oh, oh, i kind of regret beautiful. having said that oh, oh don't worry about my it my god we don't have I big just ha- enough just i audience have yet for i have to ch- channel the big gay energy like you know that
1: is something that's been missing from our show so you, you
2: should have me on again well consider it Consider it, you say, <laughs> with like a little bit of hesitation. Caitlin's K- Kate let gonna listen no, no, to this. No, Kate no, we no. love you. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, we we, we love you.
1: Sorry for like, coughing I know, into the mic. Over, no, right. it's right. It'll be easier when we have two mics as well. So here's the thing: I'm pitching but, the Patreon thing, patreoncom slash imperial News, because uh, we only because have one mic, and it would be good if we had two mics, and then I can edit out things like coughing. Yeah. But actually,
2: uh, actually, he's going to spend it on a nice new house and a car, and. Uh, <laughs> This is going to be from uh, his new career.
1: Yes, uh, but, but as I was finishing my thought. Supplement like, the think, Soros money. So to finish Make my it. pitch, if you want to stay informed about what we were doing, you can also find us on Twitter, at yes. Imperial News with a Z. We have a private Facebook group called Imperial News. There's only like two people in it, so please populate I, I, I was
2: trying to find one on Facebook, and I couldn't find it earlier. You, so if you
1: just type in Imperial News, it, it should did not come up. We're gonna sue Facebook. <laughs> when 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 did you make it? Uh, when I started the the yeah, show. Like the I tried show. it earlier so today and it didn't work. So then we'll gonna. all we'll work that out. That. Uh, And uh, we also have a Discord set up. You can find the link to that on our Twitter. And we will eventually start doing some streaming stuff. And I might have people come on and ask me questions while I'm doing research or something. And lastly, you can email us any questions at imperial.fake.news at gmail.com or any corrections or whatever. And we'll get to it at the uh, beginning or end of each show. Uh, We haven't gotten any questions yet, but if anyone feels free to do it, do it. And the other thing is, I would like to super duper thank my friend Mason Tickle, who provided the Star Wars inspired transition beats on the show. Uh, He is currently working on a new album, and when he gets me the details, I will plug it here. He has yet to do that, uh, but we'll eventually do that. And yes, they're Star Wars themed because our show is a Star Wars pun off of uh, Rebel News. Imperial news, get it? ha, ha! Uh, and then, <laughs> so the beats have like a a star Star Wars infused influence, but uh, I thought they worked really well, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. So, do you want to plug anything? Do you want people to find your Twitter? Yeah, you can find my Twitter. I guess all I really talk about is being gay, like and
2: I'm really sorry. Yeah, I, I talk about communism too. So yeah, like because we definitely need more like transgender lesbian communists right like it's not as if we're a completely oversaturated market but anyway uh like it's uh yeah sun witch on twitter that is like sun as in the one in the sky Witch as in double double toil and trouble and but it's got two i's for the witch so it's like sun Witch. so s-u-n-w-i-i-t-c-h i'm sorry i'll spell it out duh
1: (laughs) and uh that's it thank you for listening and david menzies Love y'all. You're an asshole. Oh yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. And also a total bottom. (laughs) Homeless people in
5: LA have smartphones.